What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down Intermission. I have no idea because I didn't actually look it up, and it's been so long since we've had an intermission. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're taking a week off. Uh, Matt has just got back from a, um, I guess, a vacation. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so he hasn't had time to play Dead Space yet. So we're going to do a intermission show talking about hidden gems, which was something that we actually mentioned on the last episode. Um, today I have with me Anthony. Hey. And first-time guest host Terrence. Hey. Happy to be here. There you go. So we're we're going to be talking. We've done a hidden gem episode, which is more before. of like a good game that wasn't talked about. Is the way sure. I would separate these two things, right? And this is more of a what you said a six out of ten game that we like. Yeah, I kind of rounded up and said like low sevens. You know, like sure. up to seventy four. Okay, I was that's like, why my stuff might be like low seven. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I think I think that's because it's like th- that's kind of the realm I'm thinking these games exist in. Like, not so good, it's great, but also not like remotely even like mediocre. Yeah, because like mediocre games, there's plenty of. I I'm not going to talk about those. Those are the, usually the games I forget exist. Yeah. So I've I've compiled a very many list. Some of these are definitely probably more known than others. Oh, I, I mean, every- some of mine, like, looking at... Uh, I mean, all of them are in series that you would know. Sure. For the most part. Like, these are, like, the um, weird offshoots or the game that no one played in the series. So, all right, let's, let's do this. What would you say, everybody's got one in mind, what would you say is the one that everybody's probably heard of before? So, Anthony, what about you? What what would you say is probably oh. the most popular one that, that most people listening would have heard of? So, so again, I used a lot of series people would know. Um, so, I guess the, the question is, do you, are you thinking the one that everyone would know and like, or the one that everyone would know and hate? Mm. Like, we'll go, we'll go with that okay. one first. Um, I think the one that everybody's going to know... Ah, maybe I'm not right with that one. Fuck, no, I'm, I'm not, because that game wasn't talked about like the other. Um, okay, I'm going to go with the one, I guess, that, oh, the other one that's not the one that people actually liked at all. Um, Chibi Robo Ziplash. I have never played a Chibi Robo game so, in my life. So Chibi Robo, I've heard of them. I've never played it. Is yeah. one of the most brilliant games I've ever played, and there's a reason why that disc costs a lot of money. I, I'll say this: most games I do not complete in a weekend. I just don't. I think I can maybe count like the last one that maybe was it's Watch Dogs, that was like a full size game. You know, something that was actually. Um, substantial and not just like a good game but it's pretty short or pretty short and hard or whatever like it's you know what I mean like it this was like a a substantial amount of time because it's open world there's a lot of stuff to do in it but the idea is you are a 10 centimeter tall robot who helps out around the house it's a full 3d environment you are you know very small there's people around the house they talk to you during the day and at night the toys come out to life 
and there's some there's a really good sort of science fiction story in there um that i cried at i'll be honest like i thought the ending was the ending is very good but when you find out why certain things are the way they are um that is like a heart-wrenching moment and there's Mm. a lot of eerie stuff in it and i think it like because it was such a weird different game because you have to also like he runs on battery so you have to keep taking your plug and plugging it into the wall. Like, there's a lot of, like, ritual in the stuff. It's, it's basically kind of like what farming sims are, right? Where the generally the ritual is that you b- do crops so you can get more of the story. Right. This is, you do chores, and slowly you start helping other people around the house, and the story moves along, and you get new items. Like, it's a Metroidvania in that way, too. Like, you need certain items to get into certain places of the house. So, you know, you get enough happiness points, and eventually, you know, he gets a little laser gun. And that's when you go into first person, and you can uh, shoot the little baddies that show up. What system is this on? GameCube. It's a Nintendo, it's like a Nintendo license. And the yeah. one you're talking about specifically is GameCube? Yes. Okay. So then they did a sequel. And the sequel was You Are a Small Robot. It's on the DS. It was called Park Patrol. And you are a different one of a Chibi Robo. You're not the same character. He's a he's a sellable robot. People buy him. Um, and your t- task is to take care of a park. Now, part of the issue is it was like an exclusive to Walmart, which is like... This was a time when physical copies were the only way to buy games. So, like, big fuck up there. That or Target or Walmart, one of the two. I got my copy for $10 in the bargain bin at Walmart when the bargain bin was good and not just shuffleware. Um, And I didn't love it as much. It's got a very different vibe, but it's the same gameplay. Then there was a Japanese-only game. It's been translated. I now have it on my 3DS, but I do have the physical cartridge for that game. It's the same idea. You're actually... It's a sequel to the first game. You are a chibi-robo that is bought by the daughter in that game who is a child, and now she is an adult. Um, I have not played enough of it to tell you if it's good, but it does play the exact same as Park Patrol and the first game. Like, it is a great-feeling game. Then there was, like, some... Like, there was Photo Finder, which you have to, like, take photos with a 3DS camera of real-life things that are the right shape, and then it goes into a museum, and... There's a little bit of Chibi-Robo gameplay in there. It's very odd. Most people don't like it. So everybody was kind of hoping, oh, we will do another Chibi-Robo game. And they did on the 3DS. And it came with an amiibo for this obscure character, which I love and I have two of. Um, one in the box. Um, and uh, even though I kept the one that came with the game. Um, but it's a side-scroller now. And it's not really Chibi-Robo, even though there's still elements of that. You still clean up, you still charge in the walls and stuff. And, like, it's a really good game. But if you're looking for a Chibi-Robo game, it is bad. And I, I like the character enough where I'm, I'm willing to see him in other things. But it plays like a Kirby game. But Kirby games are good. So it is a good game. It is a unique sort of platformer because he has the um, grappling mechanic built into him with the plug. And so, like, there's some neat stuff in it, and everybody gave it, like, a lot of shit. Because on Metacritic, the Metascore is 59. Hmm. And the user score is a 5.1. 
people do not like this game. I'm like, it's fine. It is not what you wanted, and that is fine. But I think people... like The only other game I can think of that's like that is uh, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which is a good game, but it's not what people wanted, so uh, people just kind of shit on it. Man, that's a game that one day I want to be able to play. I swear, I have never gotten off the... Like, I always load into it, and I'm like, all right, I'm giving give it a shot. And then you build, like, a cart or something on, like, the first level, and you're supposed to, like, drive it to collect something. I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, I've never gotten past that. But I, I feel like you and some other people have always said that that game is actually really good. Dude, the, the, the fan base for that game series is small. I just, I was shocked that they did, I, I'm surprised they made Ziplash at all. So, like, I am not upset, because that game has not sold well, ever. And, like, they pushed, I bought that game because they pushed it in Nintendo Power, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. But I also like being small in, like, normal size worlds. Okay. Yeah. Like but 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 you have to understand. Like I recommend the first game. I re- recommend the two DS games. Do I recommend Ziplash? I mean, if you like Kirby games, it is fantastic. Again, it is not a TV Robo game. It just stars that character. It's kind of like if Mario suddenly didn't move like Mario, you'd be like, I suppose it's Mario, but it's not really a Mario game. Hmm. Mm. Do you think they'll ever explore that series again? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. They, they've they've referenced him in Smash a couple times. So I'll never not have hope. But to me, I, like, you know, guys, you pushed Pikmin. The problem is this is also not like a Nintendo first party, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, it is a second dev studio where it's like it is an exclusive and it is work for Nintendo. But it is not. And Nintendo owns the license. But... They aren't the ones designing the game. It was mm-hmm. Skip. And so, I don't know if they have the same passion for it, if that makes sense. What's Skip done recently? I don't know if Skip's done anything anymore. Like, I don't know if Skip is still... Um... Nope, they're still around, so let me take a look here. Uh, the last thing they did was Ziplash. Okay. Well, Before that, they did Chibi Robo Photo Finder. Yeah, and that was in 2015. Um, they did, uh, we, we play motion was them. Uh, they did all the pick, they did all the art style DSI wear games, which are really good. Um, LOL, which was a, um, DS game that I've heard good things about. And then they did all the bit generations, uh, which was the, uh, precursor to, um, uh, art style on the GBA, and then they did Chibi Robo and Gift Pia, which is a Japanese-only game. Like their 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 thing is not long, and it's not like they don't. It's not like they're pushing themselves ever, you know. Which is good. It's just like there's a lot of time in between because like all the art style games are just small sort of experiences that you that are difficult and arcade like. Gotcha. Okay. I know that's a weird one because it feels like everything else is a little bit more agreeable, but I think that's the one that everybody know, that people know about because it's such a deviation from what anybody was wanting. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard of it before, not just by you. So, 
it's something I've seen before. I just I've never touched it. I've never paid really much attention to it. Like let me put it to you this way: outside of one game that is not part of like a a big series, um, you will have probably engaged with content of that um, franchise before. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, I know that character. I didn't necessarily know that game existed. So, Terrence, what about you? Um, so I I feel like a lot of mine are ones that people will know. Um, but the first one I, I guess I'm just gonna you know I'll use this one is uh for me is Alpha Protocol. Oh, that was on my list. Was it really? We had some crossover. That's what's up. Um, that's right. We did that I, on Phoenix Down. Oh, right. Oh, nice. That, that that's also actually yeah. I loved love Alpha Protocol. I do um, too. Like I, just everything about it. I know at the time um, they were like pushing the the three Bs, which was like Jason Bourne, James Bond, and Jack Bauer. Which nowadays people are like, well, who the fuck is Jack Bauer? I love yeah. Twenty Four too. Like that's oh my god, it's like my favorite show. But um, like the the fact that they took like that action RPG mechanic and then entered. Or, or had that awesome spy story in there, like the different locations, and then you could like you could like focus your characters, or you could be like super melee based, or you could like put your points in guns and stuff. And oh my god, I want a sequel so bad. And what's crazy I is I I think Obsidian at the time I think they wanted to do a sequel, but I think it didn't make enough money, so it was Sega. I think they were like, nah, we're not we're not gonna do a we're not gonna do a sequel. So. Yeah. Maybe since Microsoft owns Obsidian, maybe they'll you know we could see a re-release or something because that that there's potential, there's potential there. I definitely, I, I absolutely adore Alpha Protocol, and that is definitely, I would say that's a five out of ten game. Yeah, because <laughs> it had, has problems. <laughs> Dude, I, like so, I, I was so stoked for that game because they were like, "Oh, this is Mass Same. Effect, but with with spies." Yep. And I was like, okay, yep. that's, that sounds awesome. So I was totally on board. I it, So it was weird because I had that game pre-ordered. This is back when I pre-ordered stuff at like my local GameStop. And I was so excited for that game. I pre-ordered it. And then all of a sudden it got delayed like a month before it was supposed to release. And I was like, uh-oh. And so I was like, all right. So I canceled my pre-order. And that was when I was still subscribing to Gamefly. So I Gamefly'd it. Nice. And... I played probably two or three hours of this game. I said, this game is garbage and sent it back now and, and, and never looked at it again yeah. until Jay Lee. It was the first, it was the first time he'd ever been on Phoenix down. He suggested we do alpha protocol. And I was like, Oh God, not this game. I've already played this. It's garbage. Well, I sat down and actually started playing it and trying and learning the mechanics, that is one of the best choice-based RPGs that's ever been made. I'm not even exaggerating. And we're playing Baldur's Gate 3 right now. Baldur's Gate 3 is superb. Alpha Protocol has more choices, more backgrounds, and more consequences to those choices than any game I've ever played. Yeah, there is literally parts of that game that you will miss based on choices that you make, 
because me, Matt, and Jay were all doing the same playthrough. We chose different things, and I had a different boss fight than Matt did. Matt went to an area that I never even went to. It's it's, it's oh, wild. Man, I want to replay that game. Oh. It's so good. It is it's, so yes. good. I, oh. Now I have a question for you, Drew. What do you think the meta score is? I think I think that meta score is probably a five nine. Sixty three. Sixty three. That's wow. about that's yeah. about right for for most game reviewers. Um, user score is slightly higher, about ten points higher, seven point three. That's about right. I don't know why right. they do points. I don't know why they do points um, yeah, for the user score, and then it's like the meta score is out of a hundred. It's all out of a hundred, dummies. Yeah. Anyways, nice. I think it's that... to lower the the ranking of it all. They they rank the they rank the full score on critic reviews, and then they give it a seven point something. That would be the only thing I can think of. Okay, so what do you think ZTGD gave it? Oh man. I'd say probably a six. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Who reviewed that? I wonder. Uh, now I have to go to the web, our actual website, because unfortunately it can't load through. I think it might have been either Ken or Justin that reviewed that game. Why should it be me? All right. I don't think it was me. Nope. It was Ken. It was Ken. Yeah. Next time he says he likes that game, you spit that score back in his face. Dude, I, I will I will fully admit that game is a six, six five or a seven because oh, yeah, it, it, for sure. there's a problem with your game when your game's probably twelve hours long and it takes probably five hours to actually get used to the freaking game. Mm-hmm. Like, the, oh, I'm they're... I'm kidding, of course, but uh, well, yeah, that's know, what this just... that's what this show's about. But yeah, the, the, I mean, there's definitely oh. some faults with with Alpha Protocol. He references yeah. he references a spy. And a uh, he references a spy movie and a ranking in his tagline. Would anyone like to guess what it is? Oh lord, um, I don't. It's know. a James Bond movie. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh oh, jeez, I don't know. The man with the bronze gun. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is good. That That's is good. pretty good. Okay. Um, okay. Let me see if I can find any. This is the best review he's ever written. It's the longest review he's ever written. <laughs> There's a lot to say about that game. I'm kidding. Uh, Alpha Protocol is not a terrible game by any stretch of the imagination. Instead, it is a collection of truly next generation ideas wrapped in a last generation package. It is hard to ignore all the faults and technical hiccups the game brings with it, even if the dialogue system is truly revolutionary. If you know what you are getting into before taking the plunge, the game definitely can satisfy your number-crunching RPG need. Everything is based on stats and dice rolls. And as mentioned, the branching story interactive dialogue truly is amazing to see pan out. Alpha Protocol is a game with with fantastic ideas that simply falls victim to staples of poor game design and shoddy production values. There you go. Where's the lie? Right, <laughs> no, like I mean, that's, that, that sums that, it up. Yeah, perfectly. Yep. Yeah, because that. Yeah, it has problems for sure. But oh yeah, man, that game is good. Like God, if 
Oh, I hope they can. I hope they bring that series back. Dude, they do something at the end of that game. It's so good. Oh god. Have you never played but, it, Anthony? Have you never? I have it, but I've never played it. Mm, okay. Man. I need to. I need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those it, games where I'm like, I'm not going to be spoiled because what is the likelihood of even landing on that sort of event? Right? Like my first time. Like the, the what are the chances I make all the same choices to see those same events pan out? I won't know how to do that unless I look it up. That's true, and it depends yeah. on who you align with because you, there's like five different factions uh, that course. you can go with. And there's but there's always the one betrayal at the end that it comes out of nowhere and it's just like oh crap and it's always that one so there there is one that's always guaranteed oh, okay. but it depends on how much you interact with that person if 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 you interact with them a lot then it's a big betrayal and if you you know if you only did like yeah. one or two cutscenes with them it's like ah whatever you know who cares you know right but man and i won't know so who that good. person is so yeah yeah, I, that's the reason why I'm like so I don't ever worry about hearing talk of that game because I'm just like it's like it's kind of like The Witcher Two. I'm not worried about it because if I play that game, what is the likelihood of me knowing that that's the payoff if you say something specific? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I have a lot, so we can keep going. I, I, I mean, I do too. I. I... <laughs> I'm looking at my list, just going by what I said was like what would be the most popular one that everybody would probably have heard of before. It's going to be between two of them. I'm just going to because one of them I'm not going to talk about a lot. I'm not, I'll just say these two: um, uh, Call of Juarez, the Gunslinger. Ooh, yeah, I know you love that game. Ooh, that's a I good game. I love that game so much. And the, the coolest part about that game it's a it's a standard fine first person shooter that has that's like all the car of Call of War is game yeah. basically. Yeah, it's yep. it's fine. Um, yep. it has it has the bullet time slowdown where you can shoot guys and stuff like that. But the coolest part about that game was how it told its story because you're basically being narrated by an old gunslinger who is telling his 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 remembering of what happened and there are times where you will play through a scenario and then the game will pause and the gunslinger will be like wait a minute that's not what happened and it will actually reverse time and you will redo it and different things will happen so it's like it's like you're you're playing through an old man's story and he's actually embellishing a lot and it's actually not true and you don't know what's true and what's not true and that's what's so cool about the narrative of that game um, and it's like it was a download only title, I think. And I, I think, think there has would... been a physical release since. There may have like, been. I think maybe it's it was like maybe a um, limited run or something. I think I think so. Yeah, but that one that one is I, I love that game. It's it's actually really really fun. And then the other one, which I think I think a lot of people have played, but a lot of people have forgotten about, is Enslaved Journey to the West. Oh, I, I haven't played it still. Oh, so really? Good. I know, I yeah, that's yeah. A good I, I, it's one I, again, a game I have. Trust me. Yeah, that's, it, that's it, a... it piques my interest enough, but it just that's the one. It's, one it's the reason why I'll never, I'll never upgrade, and that's the one that's a retelling of Journey to the West, but it's Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy yes. Circus, right? That's yeah. Yes. Okay, yep, yep. I did play that one. Yeah, and that's it's futuristic. Really it's like a post-apocalyptic, yep. but it's yep. it's like a lot of future technology. Um. It was a budget Ninja Theory game. I mean, all of Ninja Theory's games are kind of budget. 
Except for uh, what the blade one. Yeah, but it was also like four hours long, and the um, yeah. heavenly sword. Yeah, that's the one. Let me see um, here. I can't remember everything they've done, but enslaved. The thing that that always gets me about their games, the facial animations look as good as they do now. Well, I mean, it's that's because so he was. They were working. Well, they not using in that his game. Studio? Yeah, uh, they were using his studio. Back then? Yeah. Because you're yeah. right. Like it's really. Because he was good. put. He was put, like he trains people to mocap act. That game is really good. Mm-hmm. It's actually really fun, and the DLC adds a lot to that game too. I did not play the DLC. I remember, I did finish the the base game, but I didn't play the DLC. Yeah. I may have to go. I don't think I own that on anything. Man, Do I sell that... that digitally anymore? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it made the jump to Xbox One. I, I think it might be on Xbox because nin- they own Ninja Theory, right? Maybe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they do own them now. I don't know. Um, uh, it's a Namco game, though. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I feel like they'd make that work. Um, man, that was their third game. Wow, that was really? a great. That was a great game, dude. It, yeah. it goes. They they made a game. I don't. I've never heard of this game. It was for Xbox. Kung Fu Chaos. Oh, I played that. It was a uh, um like a like Smash Brothers. It was you know like oh yeah yeah, but it was like an angled down yeah. It, yeah. it looks like yeah, um, Power Stone. Party... Power, Power Stone. Stone yeah. Thank you, God. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah, it was like a Power Stone game. Okay, that's so weird. And then they did I Heavenly Sword next. Them. That's crazy. How how the hell do you jump from Kung Fu Chaos to Heavenly Sword? And then they wow. did Enslaved. Then they did DMC. And man, th- from there, it's like, oh man. They they did Fight Back on o- iOS. Don't know that. They did Disney Infinity, the Marvel one. Which makes sense. Oh, yeah. DMC, Definitive Edition. They worked on Disney Infinity 3.0. Um... Dext, I don't know that game, and then they did Hellblade and started getting more recognition. And then they did um, some VR stuff, and then well, they did fucking Bleeding Edge. Ugh. I'll I'll say this, and I don't care what anybody says. DMC is great. DMC is probably the best Devil May Cry game. Mm, no, really? No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. If if we're do if the, if we're talking about the, the flashy style that was brought in like by three like in game three like the real over the top stuff, DMC five blows DMC out of the water, but DMC is second. Like oh, that's DMC how good, is... oh, D- dude. So good. DMC five is so fucking insane. It's like yes, people it that were upset with DMC. That loved DMC Five. I'm like, oh, you just didn't like it because it wasn't Japanese. Exactly. Because because this game is exactly what like DMC is what DMC Five is built on. It is not built on three. Three still felt like I was moving the character around inside the um... inside of a Resident Evil game because that's what it was. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm okay with that in DMC One. Like that game feels like the ultimate power fantasy like you put in cheat codes in resident evil and you get to play as dante basically and then two is a mess and then three was like we're gonna be cool and flashy and it's like okay and also difficult as shit well that yeah they had to re-release it um 
But, um, yeah, what is it? Dante's Special Edition or Special Dante Edition, which mm-hmm. was the... Now we've fixed the game, so it's not impossible. Um, but I, I never felt... I but never I loved that game as much as one. DMC. And I I really liked DMC. Like, DMC, the, the Definitive Edition or whatever on PS4. Mm-hmm. Chef Kiss. It's Perfect. amazing. It's amazing. I have it on Xbox. I'm I'm gonna replay. Yeah, I mean like that pro- that mode thing. probably that mode you you probably get a boost. I guess on uh, I guess on Xbox uh, Series X. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Sweet. Yeah. Actually. I'm yeah. I'm I know that's got a frame rate boost and that the but frame the DMC rate... oh, definitive so edition adds like the DLC and it's a much nicer looking game ultimately at the end of the day. Yep. But. Man, uh, like there's one, there's a couple boss fights in that game where like I I remember it because of how disturbing they are. Yeah, and it was, um, it was so cool. You remember like the the media guy? That's what I was gonna say. I don't think that I might be that the most unique boss fight I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, there's so and it's like, many but, cool but it's things just, it's in just, that game. It's just fight off my mob enemies, and then when you're done fighting the mob, come back. But because they presented it in another way, it actually feels like substantial. Okay. Oh man! And then like I'm the fight, uh, what I'm the um the wife character who's pregnant. That boss fight is fucked. messed up. Um, but my favorite is still like in just the sheer stupidity like of it is the um I'm just gonna say slurm. Yeah, that's the one I can remember. I was sitting here like, damn, the only ball fight I can remember is people like the like, thing. People, like, people are like and people are like, look at it, it's not it's not taking this seriously as if Devil May Cry was ever serious. Right. Um, right, right. Literally he gets stabbed in the chest with the sword in the first game and gets why did she uh he gets taunted with Didn't your daddy ever tell you or uh, teach you how to play with swords or whatever? And she throws the motorcycle at him and his eyes open up and he goes something like "nope," and he starts shooting the fucking motorcycle to the point where he's shooting it so fast the motorcycle then flips the other way and falls towards her. Serious guys, so like DMC knocks that up another level where he, like him, him and that slurm creature tell, telling each other to fuck off. Yeah, they tell fuck each other. You. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Also I'm, I'm, led I'm to gonna... one of my favorite videos on the internet, which is the um. Uh, mariachi version where someone has um modded in a a large uh, mustache on uh, dante wow. and it plays mariachi music so it's like showdown music as he walks into the boss fight and all of it's dubbed in spanish i think my issue with that game was just the dante character because i i love main line dante. oh yeah like i love the story like i that's this is and I this was originally Joe... supposed to be a prequel. I, I figured. It, I thought it was going to be like a soft reboot. Yeah, that's that's, I that's what was, I mean. Yeah, like a soft reboot kind of thing. And he just, I don't know, like he just was. It was like he was trying too hard or something. Like some of the, like saying when they were doing the fuck you thing with that boss fight. That was there was some stuff that was funny, but then like some of his lines was like, "Damn, like you really trying to be cool." And like other Dante, it just was like, "Can I effortless?" I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna spoil something a bit. Yeah, go ahead. That's man. the ca- that's the character arc. Oh, okay. He has to, yeah. Like you see, that's the other thing too. Yeah, they become a 
he becomes a better character at the so end. Like you a... start to you start to oh. realize he's the good guy. Yeah. And gotcha. he starts to realize he's the good guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a I'm, really okay. good twist okay. too. Like I liked how that story was. The biggest issue I had was that everything the whole world was over designed, which they did in DMC four as well. Like yeah. Devil May Cry four had that way too over designed. Like now you're just bringing me out of the real world, which is fine. They've made it clear that they don't want to pretend this is happening in the real world. Um, but you know, I, I just don't like the look of, uh, the city in DMC. It makes sense when everything's all funky, weird, but like sometimes like, even like when it's normal, aspect, I'm just like, yeah. eh, Gotcha. Man, oh, I love that game. And I'm then the DLC is really good too. It. Yeah, I'm gonna reinstall it and play it. Because yeah. I did not realize that. Because that is, I think that's what turned me off. Is like he, I was like, man, this dude's character is just grating on my nerves. <laughs> and I couldn't the, do the, it. The twist. But, okay. The, also, let me. Let, I'm just gonna sell you a little bit more too. Yeah, um, I mean, you know how they, old. you know how they do devil triggers. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't care about spoilers. No way. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 This is not a spoiler. Um. You know how when Super Sa- like Saiyans fight? Yeah. Yeah, two devil triggers fight. Oh, shoot! So two okay. people you with devil trigger game? powers. No, Sorry? no, I never beat it. No, I, oh, I, I, like I said, I remember the boss fight with the slurm, and I remember... I don't remember. I think it was like a puzzle part where I was like jumping through something. Yeah, you have to move across platforms as she shoots them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I remember I, I beat that boss, but then shortly after that, I had put the game down. Um, but I do have. That's the I, worst I boss in the Xbox. game. Wow. It's the Damn. funniest okay. boss in the game, but it's the yeah, worst boss laugh. in the game. Yeah, I did yeah. laugh. Okay. If, I'm, you, I'm, if you never yeah. made it to the the news anchor guy, that's the no. best boss no, fight. Yeah, you'll see him okay. throughout the game, and then you fight him. Yeah, yeah, and I've the seen I, scenes and stuff. The stage yeah. and the stage that takes place on when you're climbing up the tower was really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna reinstall yeah. it. There you go. That's a game though that I feel like a lot of people have at least changed their mind on. I never had a negative opinion because I didn't play it. I I adored that game. I bought it day one, and I thought that this is fantastic. Especially after the the wet fart that Devil May Cry Four was for me. Again, I did not like that overdesigned world. I like um, Four, but I feel you. Like I, yeah. Four wasn't what four I wanted. Was, for sure. Four was fine. I four mean, was yeah, where they changed fine. their yeah. changed to being like it's kind of like how when you watch uh, Pitch Black, Pitch Black is a really good science fiction movie, and the Chronicles of Riddick changes the context. Like you're like Pitch Black is still a really good solo movie. And now there's a bunch of extra shit that's going on that really just you should have not brought up because now it's made this story in this world too complex. I kind of just liked it being, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four is just four is just fine. But yeah, I to- totally feel you, Drew. I, I get it. All right, Anthony, what you got? Okay, so I'm going to talk about one that that is the, the only one that's not on a list, right? Like, no, <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Okay, it's pause. Okay, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, Take two. It's these okay. are these are ga- these games are not are allowed to move into your neighborhood and don't have to inform you. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> again, I know I've talked about again. Again is not. Again has a rough user or a Metacritic score. The user score is much more kind, and I think part of it is 
there's a lot of love for this company. The problem is is that this company got screwed by Nintendo. Okay. Um, the company is Sing. C-I-N-G. Their first game is a point-and-click adventure that was only released in Europe and Japan called Glass Rose. It's done with like live-action cutscenes and stuff. It's what they did, essentially, from there on out. Like, they've only ever made, like, point-and-click games except for one. Um, sorry, two on their list. One of them's a work for hire. Um, you might know them as the people that did Trace Memory. No? Uh, Hotel Dusk. Okay, I know Hotel Dusk, yes. Okay. So, when the DS kind of launched, they released another code, Two Memories. For some goddamn reason, they called it Trace Memory in North America. It was one of the first DS games I bought. I love that game. I It took me years later, but I just didn't feel like playing text adventures type stuff or point-and-click adventure stuff at one point. So I did not buy Hotel Dusk on the DS. It was part of the New Touch Generation line. I felt like that was a bad idea because I think a lot of people saw that and went, this is for casual people, not for people that play video games. Hotel Dusk is a game for people that play video games, too. Um, they did Monster Rancher DS. Fine. It's a Tecmo game. Tecmo would just be paying them to be the developers. Then they did another Code R, Journey into Lost Memories. Nintendo said, we'll translate that and only release it in Europe. They called the first game Trace Memory, which already was a bad idea. And then the sequel doesn't get released over here in any form. Okay. This is not the. This will not be the last time Nintendo does this to this company. But another code and another code R are being re-released next year. This company no longer exists because Nintendo like fuck fucking just didn't sell their games in all their markets. Then they did a little. They did Little King's Story, which was marvelous entertainment. Uh, I don't have an opinion on that game because it wasn't didn't look interesting to me. Um, however, the game I'm going to talk about was their second to last game. Their last game is well more well known because it's the sequel to Hotel Dusk that was never released in North America. They only released it. They translated it in English again, and they only released it in Europe around this time when Reggie was fucking president. We didn't get a ton of shit. I do not know to this day why you wouldn't... You already have it translated. Just sell... Like, just print lesser copies. Like, it just... uh, Like, you put in all this work. Just fucking sell it in all places you can possibly fucking sell it. However, they were not the publisher of their second-to-last game, thank God. Tecmo was. And the second-to-last game is called Again. 2009... You hold the DS on its side like you did with their other fucking games. However, it's a it's a detective story. And instead of having the characters drawn, which is how another code in Hotel Dusk look, they have a similar art style. Um, this is all photo images of people that have been kind of stylized. And it works really well. The idea is that the main gimmick, it's a point-and-click adventure... But the main gimmick is that when the main character touches this... Uh, the He has, like, a cutout from a dollar bill of the Eye of Providence. 
when he touches it, one of his eyes sees into the past while the other sees the present. And you search for clues using both time frames. And that's how you solve mysteries. Okay. And because they're holding the DS on its side, right? It's like you're looking at the room with two eyes. It was really well done. It had a really interesting story. It does kind of... It's pretty much... All the questions are answered in this game, but it does leave room for a sequel that just doesn't exist because the company went out. It's such a... Like, here's the... The user score is 7. Because I feel like a lot of people like myself are like, I wish things still existed. And it's a good game still at the end of the day. Is it their best? No. Hotel Dusk blows fucking again out of the water. But it is a unique game that does not have a sequel and it still plays really great the meta score on it is 52 like this game was sent out to die Hmm. it's also got a plain name and a plain cover it's like uh it's one of those like a man i feel so so bad for like the um just the, the, the shit hand this fucking company was dealt yeah i looked it up and i i see the cover it's just a girl like she photoshopped onto a, onto a background no no uh is it not the one it was it a different one it's yeah i know you're right it's the close-up of the eye and then it just says again and it's a yellow package yeah 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 that's it yeah yeah, yeah right like what what does that say Especially in the age when, like, DS was just shovelware central. Right. There and was I, a... You reminded me of something, so this is this is the organicness of this episode. You reminded me of a game I played on the DS called Time Hollow. Have you heard that of this is, game? That is a very expensive game I bought for $10. Uh, right. That feels a lot like that. It's so... Time Hollow starts off almost kind of cutesy. Very slice of life anime where this kid has a, a pen that he can draw a circle in the in space and he can go back in time with that circle and like move stuff and change time. But about halfway through that game, that game gets dark as shit. <laughs> and I like, thought this game got better reviews. Yeah. And you start like blinking people out of existence because you changed the the past and stuff like that. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. A Konami um, secret is normally at least hear a little bit from Konami series. Like it's not like it's a no name publisher on the DS. Yeah. The oh man. The meta score is sixty four, and the okay. user score is only six point eight. Hmm. But everybody that's played this game I've ever talked to has told me to play it, even though I haven't. And I haven't. It's good. Played a long time ago. Haven't really what? delved that's... deep into other games in that style. Oh man, I can give you lists. Um. Yeah. Uh. What? What's uh? What's uh? Something on your list, Terrence? Um, so, man, like, I swear, like, again, my stuff is, like, all stuff that 
I feel like you know people have heard of. But another one that's on mine that I I liked is <clears throat> it's called The Saboteur. And it oh, came the out, Saboteur. Came out uh, in I think uh, 2009, um, and you it was set in World War Two in mm-hmm. Paris. And you were part of the resistance, and it was very, very stylized. So, like the the parts of the city that were under like German occupation, um, like had like a reddish, like black and white kind of tint. Yeah, and everything was you, black and white. Or that's what it was. Yeah, everything was. Black no, there's and white. red in it too, because the yeah. the Nazi stuff lit up red. Yeah, there's that's red right, in yeah. it. But it was black and yeah. And then once you once you freed the area, like color, like returned to to the area, like once you like freed the thing. So it, it it I don't know. It was super cool, but it came out in the same time around, um, like Assassin's Creed and stuff. So it was it was kind of like that. Like it was open world, um, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto ish. You could drive cars, you know, from mission to mission. Third person shooter. Um, had a really cool story. But the the thing I I just remember most about it was just how stylized it was. Um. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, and it came with uh, like DLC, I think, for like a burlesque thing or something. Yeah, like, I was about to say if you if yeah. you if you bought because around the time they were doing the uh, game passes or whatever this yep. um, online pass. Yeah. So yeah. basically, they would so because this was a single EA. player. Yeah, because it was single player, they couldn't do that. So they're like, uh, all the people wear clothes unless you buy the game new. Yep. Yep. You get the little midnight show code. Thing I thought this got we, better yeah. reviews because everybody was sad because it was Pandemic's last game. But no, it just it got a seventy three. Now the user score is eight. Yeah, the because user the game score is good. Higher. Yeah, but, but it, um, yeah, seventy three. That seems low. I I know it <clears throat> was. I probably would have given this game an eight had I reviewed it. Like the user scores are. I I loved the saboteur and it's one of those another one of those games that never made the jump to being backwards compatible so it's just you know unless you have a 360 or you know means of playing that older stuff um it you know you can't even experience it anymore i remember studio. that i played that I can, game what do you think yep. the reviewer on ztgd gave it <laughs> oh lord i don't know um, a seven. A seven. A seven. Seven point five. Yep. Seventy-five, technically, but yeah. Nice. Um, let me see. Uh, written by Ken. Ken coming in with good decision making again. <laughs> he's gonna be. He'll be glad to hear that. Like, oh, good. Uh, in the end, the saboteur falls victim to several things that keep it from being a great game. Mostly, it is due to timing. The game is yeah. launching right after the holiday rush has died down, and people are still trying to catch up on the massive library just released. It also suffers from not feeling it was completely ready to be on store shelves. Still, I cannot help but find enjoyment in the creative setting, excellent visual style, and intriguing story. Even with all its problems, the saboteur is one enjoyable trip down the overplayed setting of World War II. If you love open world games and are willing to be patient with its shortcomings, there's a lot to love about this title. Yeah, that, that was that was the thing about the saboteur that kind of made it stand out. Because back then, there was a sea of World War II shooters were going on. And this was like more of a World War Two spy thriller, yeah. You know, Assassin's Creed. You still could shoot guns, of course, and stuff like that. But it I mean, was almost... I'm not su- surprised. The pandemic, like it was mercenaries, essentially. Yeah, you're just playing yeah. the mercenaries, but in World War Two. Yeah, yeah. And I games, loved mercenaries. Games nice plus killing Nazis e- immediately better. There you go. <laughs> I, I, um, I really enjoyed that game. I, I I had forgotten about that game, so there you go. 
good job on bringing that up. I yeah. will say this. Uh, fuck Ken and his horrible, horrible tagline. A gem <laughs> hidden under the under the rough exterior. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. That, okay. All right. Maybe I'm not remembering the whole story. I don't know. Is that a big part about gems in it? I don't <laughs> think so. It feels I, like... No. Find me generic tagline based purely on quality of game. I'm saying Ken is better than this, but it was also 2011, so. Right. Okay. Well, um, I guess I'll just talk about, I I mentioned it last week whenever we were talking about this stuff. Uh, I didn't go into detail. I'll go into a little further detail. I don't know if anybody's ever played this game. Uh, Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom. That's, I think I said last week I had not played it, but I, don't, I might even have owned so it twice. Familiar. Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom feels like almost like a Disney movie. Um, it, it's got a lot of charm to it. You play as this guy who meets this giant golem, and uh, you don't control the golem but you can give it orders and it follows you around it's like a gentle giant but it helps protect you kind of thing and it's kind of like an action rpg not really rpg i think there is some rpg elements to it it's been a long time since i played it i remember the soundtrack being amazing um and it just had a lot of charm to it uh, there's some puzzle solving in there because you obviously you have to order the the big guy to go stand over here and do this while you go do something else and and then he helps out in combat and stuff like that too. So that was, that's actually a, a really good hidden gem that I don't think a lot of people played. It came out. It was I think it was a budget title too. I think it was only like thirty nine ninety nine uh, back in the day. I can't even remember who made it. Uh, Game Republic was a developer. It was published by Namco. I remember yeah, I this. Say, I, re- I remember I it being it. Namco, but uh, you know, was it the same people that did Folklore? Or was it the same uh, artist? I thought there was yes, some relation there. Yep. Yeah, it okay. the same people that did Folklore. There you go. There's another one. Folklore, we we redid that for Phoenix Down. I paid a lot of money for that fucking copy. Um, $14 for mine back in the day. Oh my god, it's expensive now. I bet it's worth even more now. Um, oh my god! Now hold on. Now I have to look this up. Give me a minute. I remember playing that folklore. That was that was a good game. Folklore um, the, was the Majin, really cool. Majin the Forsaken Forsaken Kingdom is a lot like that um, Song of Nunu, that League of Legends game that I played. Because um, like the the giant like Nunu, you don't really control like you can ride him like and then you like control him, but he more or less acts as his own. And you direct him for puzzles and stuff like that. Right. But that game didn't come out on Xbox for whatever reason. It's only on PC and Switch. But, but yeah, that's that's one on my list. Nice. Did you find it, Anthony, or whatever you were looking up? Okay, he he gone. We lost him. No, you didn't. I just didn't want to type and have that all recording. Um, so. Oh, that makes sense. Imagine in this Forsaken Kingdom. Dirt cheap on Xbox. Uh, you, a loose cop, a, a complete in box copy costs you fourteen dollars. Is it backwards compatible though? I don't believe so, but I'm just saying. Man. 
Because I say that because the PS3 copy is $40 complete in box. Yeah. Jeez. Don't know why, but okay. Um, same with the uh, same with PS3 in uh, Europe. Oh my god, it's forty dollars for a complete in box. Oh no, those are low. That's not even a complete in box price. My sorry. Okay, a complete price is forty dollars for folklore. Yeah, I paid fifteen dollars for that. What the fuck happened? It got expensive. All right. It's a hard to find PlayStation Three only game. And disc only, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, what you got, Anthony? All right, I'm gonna do one that I actually reviewed, so I can give you the ZTDG, ZTGD score. Um, it is a series I do not have any fondness for. I mean, I appreciate that the first 3D game had a team behind it that were trying to revolutionize video games, but like their game sucks. It's Bubsy, specifically Bubsy Paws on Fire. Uh, I gave it an 8, and I think everybody else was a little too mean to it. I think it's because it's Bubsy, and it's not even Bubsy in the normal way. Bubsy Paws on Fire is choice provisions, so it's the people that do Runner, or Bit Trip Runner, as it was originally okay. called. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is just a Runner game, reskinned with Bubsy. So... It's as good as... Maybe, okay. It's not as good. It's a little lesser than the runner games, but it does some new stuff in it, and it is a runner game at the end of the day, which are, like, the best versions of those. And what's most impressive is that they have... uh, He made um, Metroid Metal Stemage, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, If you've ever listened to Metroid Metal, that's the guy who did it. He did the soundtrack in this, and it's really good. So, to me, it's like, I don't know, let me put it to you this way. I gave it an 8. The user score is 7.4. The the critic score is 63. But I knew who was making the game, and I was like, okay, it's going to be a runner game. So I went in expecting a runner game, and I got a runner game. I don't necessarily like the redesign that they did for Bubsy because it was weird and unnecessary. But at the same time, it does feel more like the art style they use in Runner. So I'm not I'm not totally against it. And it had some decent writing. It had some decent writing, which is not a thing you can say about most Bubsy games. Well, there you go. I, I never thought that there would be a Bubsy game. game on this list. I right. I will say this. Do not pay full price for it. Because if you're going to pay full price for it, like, only pay full price for it if the only thing you play is Runner. But, like, it'll go on sale. And if it goes on sale and the Runner games go on sale and you haven't played the Runner games, play those first. This is literally, like, if you can't get enough, here's more. Here's Bubsy. <laughs> I've played a lot of Bit Trip games. Yeah, but most of them are Runners now. Yeah. They have remade Runner multiple times. Okay. Terrence, you're up. Um so um my this one is relatively uh newer. Um but it's the the Mad Max game that came out on um it might have been Xbox One and stuff. It's been relatively recent, but like nobody really talks about it. And it, I talk about that game. That game kicks ass. 
Oh, do you really? Oh, I didn't know you Dude, ever I fucking it. love that game. Made yeah. by Avalanche. It's yep. the yep. It's the best game they've made since Just Cause 2. Yep. I definitely agree. Definitely agree cuz yeah, the I, Just Cause like fell off. But yeah, Mad Max is dope. Oh my god. I did this I thought the score was higher on this. Oh, okay. Thank god the users came through on this one. Uh meta score <laughs> of 69. User score of 7.9. Nice. Nice. And look yeah, at it, us. Hey, guess what? ZTGD 90. Nice. Wow. Who gave, wow. who gave that? Finding out. Oh, who wrote that? I really don't think it was. It wasn't me. No, Justin. I was doing reviews. Nice. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. This this game was dope. Um, The car combat, like upgrading the, the car. Uh, Just the, I, the wasteland itself. The like, story. The story yeah. was great. Yeah. Like, yeah. not the main story, but, like, all the... Yeah, the wasteland, like you said. Like, all that little... My favorite part is picking up the pictures. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll comment on them. Yep. And I always, there's, like, look at the back to see messages yeah. and stuff. And yeah, There's yep. one of them where it's a girl and her dog or whatever, and he flips it over, and it talk, it's, somebody wrote something about the dog. And he's like, they didn't used to eat them then. And I, that stuck with me because it's such a Man. good, just th- like he's totally unnecessary. The mm-hmm. line just is there, and it does more world building than like most of the attempts to tell me who's controlling what part of the wasteland. Mm-hmm. Like it tells me how desperate people got. I mean, obviously that game starts with like um, Chum Bucket or whatever his name is to um, trying to eat the dog. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. But you know, it, 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 but he, he's a, also a monstrous looking guy. So we don't think about that, but he just says like they eat dogs. I'm like wow, everybody eats dogs. It's just a thing we had to do. I don't know. There's there's uh Yeah, I love that game. I I've bought that game multiple times. I bought two copies of that game. I bought it. My dad picked it up from he took my new copy and put it in and took the code that came with it. So I'm just <laughs> like fuck it. I guess I'll go get another copy with the code. Right. Um, and then I traded away that copy with a bunch of other games at one point because I was just like, I'll use my dad's copy. And then it was on sale for like ten bucks on PSN. I was like, I'll just have this on my hard drive all the time. Yeah, man, that that game I have it on on Xbox. That game. The only issue, well, there were it had some technical issues, but the the biggest thing that really took the took getting used to was the controls um because like the melee combat and like where the shotgun and stuff was like weird like because i would like be fighting and then press i don't remember like press thinking i'm about to dodge and i think it was b that was like the shotgun uh to fire the gun and i was like oh my god and there was no way to remap the controls but once you got used to that um you know a different way that they had stuff set up like man that game was dope like upgrading the car like uh putting the, the spikes on it so you can ram the the the, the other cars off the thing like i literally would just drive around the wasteland looking for people to fuck up in the car man like the car combat was so much the, fun like I, the, that game was so good the sequence where you are chasing down the tankers mm-hmm. or the the big the bigger trucks or whatever and you're just like yeah and like there's all the little minion cars so you're just picking yep. them off one by yep. one oh this yeah, is man. every mad max movie yes, i do feel is. like i'm the character and then, like, when you up, get upgraded, you t- you go talk to, like, the shaman that's just sitting on top of yep. a rock. And then he disappears yep. when he, after blowing stuff in your face. I'm like, this is the shit. This is, like, the, the, like, okay. 
here's the thing. I can still watch Mad Max movies and not feel bad about that Mel Gibson is in them. Not that I really do. Like, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't don't, don't have to feel, like, a sense of guilt. Because to me, like, Mad Max is not Mel Gibson. Mad Max is a legend in the desert. So anytime that legend is told by someone else, like, you know, Zelda, of course that main character is going to change. Because he's... He's a legend. He's a fictional character in this wasteland, essentially. Mm-hmm. He's a myth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I um I I love that game. Like in that, that, that game is... doesn't get enough credit. You're goddamn right. No. And I thought it's, it's really I good. thought its scores were higher. I I'm kind of surprised we like had such a low score for it. Yeah, man, man. I've oh never God. played it. Oh oh Drew, if it's, you like like Batman Arkham Yeah, yeah. that too. Batman Arkham Combat. Then you get in a car, and the car has combat, and it's, like, yep. amazing combat. Like, pulling tires off of other guys' cars with a harpoon. Yes! Oh! Slows down time when you roll time. up next to them so you can aim the shotgun at their, uh, at their, uh, gas, uh, thing in the back and blow up their car in this awesome yeah. explosion as you drive the, Oh my god, that game is so good! The, the, <laughs> you get a sniper rifle at one point, but the sniper rifle oh, yep. is so large that it sits, you ha- you can only use it by going to the back of your car and then Yeah, you gotta stop the, the car and switch yeah. spots with the, uh, with the other guy with Chum Bucket to get out the snipe. Like, it, oh man. That's yeah. right, because you can slowly move, he'll only slowly move the car yep, yep. you can oh slowly drive it yep yeah if you can catch it on sale man check it out mad, mad max is, is pretty good it is pretty good i'll keep that in mind oh man that's uh, I, I i you know what the sad part is is like yeah i kind of wish i'd put that on my list <laughs> that's okay that's all right i've got one that i don't think anybody has ever heard of i actually reviewed this game way back in the day uh, it's called uh, Rashard. Yep, never heard of it. I, you got me. I, I was listen. I was prepping myself. I'm like, he's gonna say, "Oh, you've you've never heard of this one. You've like, never heard uh-huh. of Overwatch before, yeah. right? Um, how do you spell that? R O C H A R D. Oh, oh, I do recognize this. I I, I know the, of this game. I've never played it. I've never watched footage of it. I have seen that title. So I recognize is, the character. This is a puzzle platformer with physics-based stuff. Um, where that you tells play, me what era it's from immediately. Yeah, PS3, play, Xbox 360, everybody. Yep. Um, and you play as John Richard, who is voiced by John St. John. Duke Nuke. Yep. And um, it is basically a Metroidvania kind of game where you have to solve puzzles and you're like a you're like a space miner and it's really freaking good. Um Drew, yeah. I want to let you know. So this is this is I'm looking at the images. Okay? And I'm going to tell you the sources of them because it, uh Wikipedia, Steam, uh Poets of the Fall, Wiki, I guess I did music for it. Spotify. They did the theme song. Okay. Spotify link, of course, YouTube link, more Steam, IGN, Steam again, Ars Technica, Raw Paper Shotgun, and the 11th entry, ZTGD's Rochard Review. There you go. What did I give it? I can't remember. Uh, 
that might not I might have to go some do some typing and not just clicking because it might be a broken re- it is a broken review. Um yeah, it's been a while. The um, PC gets its taste of space miner. So Villager? I just I just <laughs> I just read just read um apparently February 17th of 2021 uh the people who made it uh said Game over. Dear Rashad customers, Recoil Games has applied for bankruptcy. Oh, dang. This wow. means Rashad can no longer be purchased on Steam. However, the game will remain available in your Steam libraries. Okay, so... so okay. This is a lost game, my friends. Okay. Um, Metascore for the PS3 copy, hmm. which I think includes both, actually. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Uh, 79 from critics and an 8.7 from users. Now, I go to latest user reviews and it's all spam. Because people didn't like that it was rated above Portal in a list in 2021, I guess. Because that's what people seem to be complaining about. Are you serious? So, there's four zero reviews. I'm going to take a wild guess and say uh, I don't give a shit about these people's opinions. Um, not to be rude to uh, most people that have opinions, but these people, um, they're special. Uh, Detonator Blatt uh, just says trash, and then I'm assuming they swore a bunch. Um, PU55Y Liquor, because I'm not saying that. Gotcha. Uh, mediocre thrash metal that doesn't deserve high ratings. I don't know how such a large number of players in principle can like such a talentless negligent project thrash metal um this one's in spanish and then uh why exactly is this above portal 2 you guys are joking to play a very a very boring game from uh vicky setya so like uh, and then right after those four losers is a five which is fine i'm not gonna fight that one too much but then it goes to like nines and tens and eights. Like, what a weird, whatever. It's such a weird thing. Eighty-six yep. percent of people give this a positive score. Yeah, Rashard is actually a really good video game, and unfortunately, I I would suggest it to you, but you can't purchase it anywhere anymore. So. I'm sure there's probably a torrent somewhere out there that you could probably download, but yeah, that that was that that was a uh, that was on my list. I have uh, I have a couple that I'll click through pretty quick because there's not much to necessarily say about them. Um, Dragon's Dawn of New Riders, which is based off of the How to Train Your Dragon series. I guess they just eventually called it Dragons DreamWorks Dragons. Um, not because I don't think it has much to do with the books anymore anyways. Um, it has a 4.9 user score and a 57 meta score. Damn. But it's like Bargain Zelda. And it's not bad. Like, the puzzles aren't bad. The combat's not bad. It's budget Zelda. And then when you switch, like, instead of having, like, kind of an open world, um, you have your, like, sort of pre-dungeon and then the dungeon... And then there's like a world that you are riding on the back of your um, dragon and flying between islands. And you play as your dragon and the main character in tandem, sort of. And then most of the time the dragon will just follow you, but you can tell them to kind of go places. 
and then you know you can solve puzzles that way it's pretty neat i wouldn't pay like i paid i think 15 dollars on psn and then i found a, a physical copy on switch because i was just like eh, you know i like it it's you know nothing special but it's fun uh for like 20 so you know again not not something big there's not much to say about it it's a zelda clone you know if i say budget zelda know that it's a budget game but for a budget game i i think it's pretty good like i've seen the other dragons game that came out on switch this is a lot better than that and i've only watched video footage and i'm like whatever that's hap- whatever's happening there is not as cool um i like that one um there's not much to say about uh the next one but um this is at least from a series you might know um it is oh by the way the uh dragon's dawn of new riders was made by climax studios i i know i've looked into their history before i just don't remember what they've done um pitfall the lost expedition for both game boy advance and console now the console version is a lot better because it's a i hate this term i really do but metroidvania but it's a 3d one of those and it's done well which is like I think people know about Whiplash because Whiplash is a game that was kind of notorious because it's like you are a weasel that is strapped to a rabbit that talks <laughs> and you use the rabbit yes. as a mace. So, that was so funny. But in that same sort of vein, where it's like a, a 3D platformer, but it's a Metroidvania, Pitfall does it a lot better. You don't get lost in Pitfall. And like it's things like you get an ice pick, and then you get two ice picks, and the two ice picks allow you to climb, I believe. I believe that's it. Maybe that's a Tomb Raider game. But you get ice picks and you have to use those to scale walls because you can't scale walls until later. In fact, now that I say it, it's a lot like the new Tomb Raider games where you kind of go into like these these sort of like loop areas that come back around to like a main hub. And it's funny. It's basically like Indiana Jones, but the main character is more smug. And, you know, there's the actual pit monsters from Pitfall and um, there's this really weird mechanic where the other analog stick controls his hand. So you can grab and throw stuff, and it's very odd, and it's not perfect, but that game is got a lot of charm for something that should have been bad. Like, by all means, that should not have been a good game. <laughs> so that's the console version. The console version has a meta score of 73 and a user score of 7. Um... I love the console version so much that I needed the Game Boy Advance version too. And the Game Boy Advance version is not the best platformer ever, but it's got a really like it's got a really neat sort of style to its pixel art. Like it's all very stylized. It's a, it's sort of the a retelling of the story from the main game but in a different way. Um when you're playing it side like side scrolling, I'd say like the animation's really good. Then you'll do like you'll do like two side-scrolling levels and a boss, and then a mini game, and you go through like four different areas. It's short, but it's I loved it. Like I thought it was like, oh, this is a pretty good one of these, which there was a ton of on the Game Boy Advance, but a lot of them are bad. Please see Crash Orange and Spyro Spyro Orange and Crash Purple. Those games are terrible, and I know they're mini game collections, but they're shit. Um, I love the Pitfall Lost Expedition. Um, and then they never followed up on it. And then they reissued it on the Wii for some goddamn reason with a terrible, terrible cover. The first, like, the the original cover shows you exactly what the game looks like. 
the second cover has like Fisher Price ass art on the cover, and I'm like, what are you doing? But oh god, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm remembering the cover. Fisher oh Price my god, it's crazy, <laughs> dude. I look okay. I know they're trying to like make it look like a me, I guess, but you don't play as a me in this game, so I don't know why that's. But like, I'm not wrong. That's right. yeah. That's, that's not right. That's cover. <laughs> like I can tell that they're trying to make it look like me, right? Like they're trying to make, but it's not a 3D drawing, so it just kind of looks like shit. And then for just the understanding of what the game actually kind of looks like, that's the original cover. And yeah, that's what I he looks like in the game. Cover. Yeah, I remember. And I think I played this, but <laughs> it's it's not like look. You, if you try to go back, you're gonna find a lot of jank because this is this is before we had like third person controls down. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the the, the action platformer, not just the platformer. Like those controls. Like I think. Ratchet and Clank 2 is the closest, like, the earliest one of those that we got to work really well. Where, like, oh, the camera makes sense, and it makes sense what button does what. Like, oh, this one locks me into a strafe and shit. That does not exist in this game, so don't expect it. But it's pretty good, and you can also unlock the original two Pitfall games. Lots of secrets, lots of hidden shit, because, you know, you go back to previous areas with new abilities. It's It's Metroid. Okay. Terrence, anything else? Um. Th- well, th- really, the only other thing I had on here, <clears throat> and again, this is I feel like one that people know of, um, but the um, Aliens versus Predator game from 2010. I that one that gets a, overlooked a lot. I I think so. I I was a huge fan of the ones that came out on PC, the the first one and second one, um, the multiplayer in, um, in particular. Um, so when I learned, you know, I found out they were doing um, some of the people from the studio, because I don't think it was everybody from that team, um, but that they were making one for the, at the time, current system, because it was on 360. Like, I was super hyped to get back into it. Um, but unfortunately the multiplayer was, was kind of lacking, but what I liked most about that game honestly was the narrative, um, because the PC games, they tried to, to do a story with the, you know, Aliens versus Predator, but I think the, this one that came out in 2010 successfully kind of did it. Like everybody's story, I, I think worked like from the Predators one, which is one that, you know, that race is not one that's known to be very talkative and stuff, but the story that they crafted around them and stuff was really good. Um, same with the Xenomorphs and the Marines. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I love that game. Um, but again, I liked, I was a big fan of the ones on PC. So you played it, Anthony? You, you like No, it? I've watched a friend play it. Um, oh, okay. I have it. I want to play it. It's again, this is one of those games where I'm like, I know I'm going to like this. I watched my friend play, uh, I think it was an online match actually um and uh he was playing it's an alien crawling all over and i was like oh yeah that's uh that's my type of shit oh and man. then i found a used copy a lot later on i didn't realize i thought this was going to be like a seven from the critics 64 
Mm-hmm. No, it got slapped. It got slapped. And I and I feel like it's because because I, I think it came out like I said this was for the 361 and I think they I think maybe people felt like it didn't it didn't grow enough from from maybe what um cuz I can't remember the name Rebellion? Is that the, I think it was Rebellion. Yep that did this yeah it didn't grow enough from the the past games that they had done but i like i said i thought that the narrative stuff was a huge leap because that was something that the other ones didn't really have and because of that like i focused a lot of my time on the multiplayer again which i love um but yeah with this i i I don't know i enjoyed this but the multiplayer did it died really quick um but they also had like a horde mode in this because this was of course after you know, Gears of War had come out, and that was that was a thing. So it would set you in um, in an area where it would be. I think it was just Marines, though. Marines versus different waves of uh, Xenomorphs of the aliens and stuff. Makes sense. Um, yeah, right. Um, Narratively, it, I guess that's the one that makes sense. Even though I wish it was Horde mode, and then it was like you versus the other two. But yes, okay. right. Oh my god! Like just me, have, me and my friends. Just oh god, go ahead. Just have. Uh, well, I guess maybe, like, if the Predators, you would have them in the... They'd land in the middle of Alien versus uh, Xenomorph versus uh, Marine combat. Uh, the Marines is pretty easy. They're going to be attacked by both, um, even though the Predators would probably fight the Aliens first. And, I mean, the Aliens are enemies of everything, so, you know, it's not like you couldn't make it work. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. But, yeah, and that's... This again is a, a franchise, really, that I wish that um, developers or whatever would go back to. But this this game in particular, I know this is backwards compatible on Xbox because I, I picked it up on a sale recently. Um, so it, it is on on Xbox, and yeah, I mean, if you catch it cheap enough and you like either of these two franchises, and because I mean, it plays like a first person shooter at the end of the day, um, but it. I, I, I liked it. I mean, the multiplayer is not there, but just for the story, like the narrative was pretty was pretty intriguing, for especially as a fan of uh, of the franchise. I need to play it. Well, I, yeah, what man. I want to do is play the original and then play this the uh, second game. But the second game's not sold officially, so I have to. I hate I hate when I have to find like third party stuff. I just, got I'm always worried for. I'm always worried if someone's going to be trying to fuck with somebody else, and I'll just end up downloading the same file. Yeah, the second um, game wasn't as it didn't it wasn't I've it didn't heard. review as well on PC. Okay, yeah, 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 but I still want to play it. I got you. I liked um, it, but yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention the uh, the GBA version of Pitfall because I wrote it down on the one sheet and then read the other with, um, was made by Taurus Games. And Taurus is the people are the people that ported Doom Two to GBA, which is like an amazing port. So I mean, it makes sense that their game for Pitfall would be yeah, obviously not as good, but I yeah, pretty decent still. Right. Yeah, right, that's all I had though. That's my list, man. Yeah. Which guy drew? Well, my list is still kind of big, but I'll I'll, I'll rattle off a few. Um, a game. <laughs> It's a game that I've never experienced. I've experienced it one time. So how do I explain this? When I was still living with my roommates, my roommate had a modded Wii that had every title imaginable on it. And we would, pretty much every day, we we did a lot of this on our stream that we used to do. 
uh, we would just go through and just play something. And there was one that stuck out to me. I was like, this is actually kind of cool. I, I, I was not a big fan of the Wii. I, I didn't like the waggle controls and stuff like that. But there was this game called Fragile Dreams. I oh, my God. I, that, I've looked at that game and thought, like, I've heard good things. But do you know how much that game costs? No. Oh, my God. It's expensive. Not the most expensive, but it's expensive. Yeah, Fragile Dreams, Farewell Ruins of the Moon is the full title. That had some really, really cool mechanics. So there was there was a few gems that came out of the Wii okay. that, that had some really cool stuff. It's $75 for just a goddamn disc. Uh-uh. No. $85.50 for a complete box. Get you a modded Wii and you yeah. have everything on it. Yeah. And oh, that's I, finding them, right? Like, if you want yeah. it now and in person, it's more money. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, no, go on. I don't really know what this game is about. I remember seeing video footage for it and being like, I instantly don't want to watch more. I want to see what it is. But It's a, it's, it's like a post-apocalyptic game. I mean, there's, like, there's stealth involved and... Um, but you can also do like, um, there's, there's combat too. Like I know there was a slingshot that you could do. Of course, all this is done with the Wii remote and nunchuck. Um, but it was just, it was something different. It was something because like we said, we had a modded Wii that had everything on it and all of it was just a sea of crap. Oh yeah. But every once in a while you get a gem like this, like, okay, there's something to this game. And I remember we played it. I thought we probably played it on stream for probably five, six hours. And I was like, "Dude, this game's actually kind of cool. Like, it's got a lot going on, you know." And I was just like, "This is they, they, like they tried with this game, kind of like how they did with the the, the Silent Hill game." It did the problem I think with uh, well, Silent Hill by that point. I think I already lost it, fallen out of favor. But um, the problem with that game is. If I hadn't seen that footage, I would have thought... Again, that was years ago. Um, and I've only ever seen the game come up for sale like at a local store once. And I was like, I'm not paying $150 for that. Um, the... I, I thought it was like a Tales sort of like RPG. No, no. This is more like but a survival you, can you, horror can game. You under, yeah, but can you understand why I would think that? Yeah, because the characters look like yeah. that. And the cover is that. Yeah. And it's like, well, what the fuck is this? Yeah, this and then is I more saw of like a... footage, I'm like, this is not what I thought at all. Like, I would have assumed, like, literally we go into turn-based combat. Bad dubbing type shit. Yeah, no, There's no, a game this... I'm thinking of for on the Wii. I just can't remember which one it is that I, like, I put it in the same category as that. Yeah, no, this is this is more of like a, a, a survival horror game minus the horror... There's, there's, I would say there's some creepy elements to it, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not like Resident Evil scary or anything like right. that. Um, but no, it's, it's, it was actually really cool. Um, I wish I could go back and play it again. Um, we only did it probably that five hours of it, but it's always stuck with me. And like every time I think of the Wii, I, I think of like, you know, what, what was good on the Wii. And I was like, man, that game that we played that time, you know, and I never can't remember the name of it. I just had to look it up. Yeah. Um but yeah that that's a that's one that always stuck out to me. Um there's some on this list like I mean, can I just quickly say on that like the Wii is filled with that type of shit. I unfortunately, like just shit that we 
we looked like we just weren't in paying attention to it because the Wii was filled with shit. Yeah. Um, you know, some really good games got swallowed up in that. I think Zack and Wiki got screwed, but that's a well-known title at least. Yeah. Um, but like Batman Brave and the Bold. It's a that's a, that's a grave beat 'em up. Yeah, and and there's a DS version that doesn't have the same talking, but like I feel that game should be as ta- as talked about as Arkham because it's its own really really well done game. Like it it should be talked about when we talk about WayForward. We and DS, but the DS version doesn't have all the audio. The DS has a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, you go through the same areas and it looks really good too, but it's the the Wii version like. It is based off the Batman Brave and the Bold TV show, so it's using the, yeah, that design like and um, those those voices, and so they have those characters talk like through the entire mission. Oh, and okay. so yeah, platformer beat 'em up, and it, it, it. I think the biggest issue is it's like if it was any other company, I would say like maybe that's the reason why, but it's way forward. It's not like it's a no name company. Yeah. Like it's it's a way forward doing better way forward work. Um, but like the, the, I feel like the whole system is kind of those types of stories. Like Rabbids, um, Rabbids Go Home. It has good reviews, but like it is overshadowed by the shittier Rabbids uh, mini game collections. Rabbids Go Home is like a very weird 3D action adventure, and then the DS one was like a Lemmings clone of all fucking things. Hmm. It, and it just yeah, just man, the, the Wii. Uh, deadly creatures. Um, actually, this is a segue. Uh, <laughs> uh, Namco Museum Remix, which was like they remixed all their arcade games into new 3D games, rather than the trying to like this is uh, pole position, but it's in 3D. It's like this is pole position mixed with like, uh, um. Pac-Man Championship Edition sort of shit. Like, it is weird. We're mashing up games together. Yeah. I haven't heard of and, this. And they released it fucking twice. I have the Remix, and then there's Mega Mix, which added some more stuff. However, the reason why I go into this, because I think that actually got a decent review score. Um, the reason why I go into this, though, is the game that made me even think of that collection, which is Pack and Roll, which is a DS game that they ported into that Wii collection. The entire game. It controls differently, obviously. Uh, you're no longer kind of flicking uh, Pac-Man to roll. You can now tilt. Um, but the whole idea is that Pac-Man is a ball, and you move him around a 3D world, but you are always looking down at him. And it works really well. It's sort of... I can't believe I'm saying this. Please understand that when I say this, I mean it's only the good parts of it. But it reminds me of Glover... Okay. In a lot of ways, because he 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 sort of moves like a ball, like he has ball sort of physics, and so he rolls down ramps, and he won't roll up the other side, up to the other way, unless you are like tilting, like swiping him forward to constantly keep him in spin. So it's and so like, it's almost like Super Monkey Ball a little bit. Uh no, because I think Monkey Ball. You're getting ahead of me, Drew. We'll segue into that in a moment. <laughs> um, I think... It, it, yes, okay, let's say it's sort of like Monkey Ball, but it's a different perspective than Monkey Ball. You're not behind the ball, you're kind of above it. 
And the other reason why I wouldn't say it's exactly the same is these are still levels. They move, they they feel like a 3D platformer's levels, but are made for the physics of how Pac-Man rolls. Okay. So it's almost like if you took a Tony Hawk level, sort of, with all the pipes and... So, you know, you sometimes you have to roll him along a very thin beam and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's not the same as Monkey Ball, where Monkey Ball is about sort of you have 60 seconds to get to the exit. This is still more of a... I think there's a time limit, if I'm correct, but it's like... It's, it's, it is it's a... It asks you to explore the stage still. It, right. it is a standard sort of platformer stage just built around the design of the game. But it's a lot of fun. And, that, and it's a game I picked up from a bargain bin. It has a 72 on Metacritic. So it's not like a high-rated game. However, the users seem to like it a lot more with 8.2. Um, I fall into that category. I think it's an eight. Um, you know, you can unlock the original Pac-Man. It's nowhere near the way I would recommend playing Pac-Man, but you can unlock it. Um, and it's neat because he gets like different hats and the different hats change the effects of him. So like when he gets his, um, Peter Pan slash Robin Hood hat, and I don't know what, it's got a little white feather in it. Um, he actually is lighter. So he picks up air gusts and stuff. So he, like, when the wind blows, he'll be blowing with it if you can, like, flick him off a ramp and stuff. It's really neat. There's a lot of neat stuff. Like, I I, I thought it was really smart. And I played that whole game and was like, man, this was a lot of fun. And then I bought the Wii version because I liked it so much. And then, like, that plus the other games looked interesting. It's funny, though, because, yes, Monkey Ball's also on my list with another DS game. Super Monkey Ball Touch and Roll. It's good. It's I don't know what to say. It's Monkey Ball. Oh man! So this is this is where the theme music uh, that I'll send you, Drew, is going to come from. Okay. Uh, Chiho Kobayashi is the composer. Uh, they ended up re- rewriting or redoing this music for the um, uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz on the Wii. It's the same. Uh, compositions but like with better instrumentation and they changed a little bit of the sound so it fit different stages so like in one level um which is the music i'll be sending you meteorite mayhem the whole sort of on the ds the the sort of um look of everything is you are in this stage above this giant like meteor made lake and there's like you see like in the uh dark sky you see all these like meteors falling in the distance and in the Wii version, they use that same song for a swamp. So they kind of changed how it sounds, but it's so good. And it's one of the it's one of the sad things with the Banana Blitz HD re-release is that they don't have rights to the music anymore. But the music is so good. And man, this game is really hard because without the analog, the stages are a little bit simpler. And, but like you can use the you can use the stylus. I use the D-pad, so it kind of like slightly tilt a little bit and just constantly keep tilting the stage to kind of move the way I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so, dude, it's so challenging. But every stage's music is so fucking amazing. There's there's songs that are like some of my favorite video game music in this game. Um, oh, I, I just, I, like, when I send you it, you'll probably be like, oh, this is really good. Um, the There's like a I want to say it's like Big Bang Zero or whatever is like one of the space stages, and that song's amazing too. Like, oh, it's so well done, 
and there's I think the problem is because it got a Metacritic of sec, uh, 63 and a user score of 7.3. So even the Monkey Ball fans don't necessarily love this game the most. It's my favorite. Um, I think a lot of people overlooked it, though, because it was more impressive to see. Because in like a couple of years, uh, Super Monkey Ball would be out on a phone, the iOS, right? And it was kind of, sort of built off of this game. And Junior was not like so far out of memory because Junior came out on the Game Boy Advance, and that's a more impressive feat to do a 3D stage for Monkey Ball in the Game Boy Advance than it is the DS. Um, so I think it just kind of fell out. This is another game, though, where I was like going through a bargain bin, and I was like, oh, we played Monkey Ball on GameCube. This is $20. I'm going to use my allowance. And one of my favorite DS games. It, it, my favorite Super Monkey Ball game, and it's not like it's the I, like I totally understand that other games have better stages and stuff, but it's just one of those. This is my favorite because of like it was just hit at the right place at the right time. Plus, it has a mini golf game, so you don't get full golf, but you do get mini golf, which is neat. There you go, Terrence. Are you is your list exhausted? Um, it is. Yes, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't have. I didn't go super, super deep. I'm so sorry. I'll be no, it's no, fine. no, it's fine. We, we we've got plenty of stuff here. I've, I've still got. I've still got like six things on my list here. Um, um I, I yeah, have, I got I got two. So I don't have much to talk about on this oh, one. Well, go ahead. One more thing. Nagoshi directed that Super Monkey Ball touch and roll before he was no longer doing Super Monkey Ball. Before he would just strictly go to Yakuza. Yakuza. Jesus. And then he put Kiryu in a monkey ball. And then he put Kiryu in a monkey ball, yes. That's right. So I'll just rattle off some of these. Um, uh, Rocksteady's first game, Urban Chaos Riot Response. Uh, That game is ridiculous and stupid, Um, but it's fun. It's, It's basically just, you know... It, it has the so I, I know Siphon Filter did it first, but you can take a taser and shock somebody until they burst into flames. I can't. <laughs> yes, I don't know why. I don't know why that was ever a thing, but okay. Yeah. Oh man. Oh god. I'm not even gonna question it. I'm like, yeah, sure. Filter. That's just fact now. One of the cool <laughs> mechanics of Urban Chaos is so you play as like a, a riot guy, and you always have a riot shield. And there's a dedicated button to bring it up. So if you don't want to take damage, just throw your shield up kind of thing. Um, and it allows you, it, it, it changes up the way a first-person shooter plays. Because, you know, a lot of times if you get shot a lot, you have to go rest somewhere for a minute or go find a health pack. With this game, you, you may have a guy shooting at you. Just pull your riot shield up and you can slowly make your way toward him kind of thing. So there was some there was some cool mechanics there. The theme song is ridiculous. Um, it, it's 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 a fun time. It really is. It's it's really stupid. Um, Did this have any? Because um, I remember on PlayStation, I played a game called Urban Chaos. Was this a sequel or was this like no. a totally different thing? This okay. is right. a completely different thing. Um, Urban Chaos Riot Response is on Xbox and PlayStation Two. Urban okay. Chaos is a completely different franchise altogether different developer i know which one you're talking about though um on playstation one yeah because um, i think it was idos i think because it was on dreamcast too i think but okay 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 i'm, I'm pr- i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure this game was called something else somewhere else 
I'm pretty sure Urban Chaos was like probably called like Zero Tolerance somewhere or something like that. I think it was Zero Tolerance. I can't remember. Um, next game, uh, just just a quick one. I I adore this game. Um, I uh, when I was in security a long time ago, uh, my DS was like my companion. I know I shouldn't have been playing my DS while I should have been guarding stuff, but you know night shifts are long. Um, and this was a game called Planet Puzzle League, which I think is a absolutely fantastic puzzle game. It's um, panel for anyone that doesn't know. It's paneled upon or Tetris Attack. Yes, basically. Um, it was one of the first uh, DS games where I had to play sideways. Um, and you used the stylus to like move the blocks around and stuff. Had a great soundtrack too. Um. It doesn't have as good a soundtrack as Pokemon Puzzle League, Puzzle Puzzle whatever on the N64, which is all the old anime themes, but made so it's background music. Yeah. I do listen to that quite often, but um, I have not played this version. I actually have it on my DS now. Oh, Planet Puzzle League? Yeah, I mean, it's there. I don't think there's too many ports to modern consoles of Puzzle League, outside of like just old Tetris Attack. So that is, I think, the newest release of it. It's good. I enjoyed the crap out of that game. Um, <laughs> another one that I, I think was, for, uh, for its time, fun, Viking Battle for Asgard. I have that, but I need to play it. And that was one I think I may have got for free from Sega. That's just like, a, like give us your email and we'll send you a Steam key. Okay. It's an action game. Uh, there are some really bad stealth segments in it, but that game is one of those like kind of just. <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did bad stealth segments come from? Who I... thought like this is what this game needs? I don't know. That's that's the 360 era for you, man. Three? No, man. It goes back to PS2. Well, sure. I mean, shit it goes back to N64. Fucking Zelda has one. Why? It's true. I don't know. It's a, it, so, so fucking yeah. weird. Zelda, but, no, sorry, Zelda doesn't have one. Zelda has two. Two of they have them. Two yeah. in that game. Just the second one's a lot better. But yeah, Viking. Uh, that's that's a fun, just dumb, like violent game. You know. That's it, the third person one, right? Yes, it's the third person one. Because the other one is a top-down, like Diablo thing. It's Vikings, I think. Yeah, it's not good. One is Viking, and one is Vikings. Yeah, Viking Battle for Asgard great, looks great like S- uh, SEO. Yeah. Um, an- another one that I absolutely adore. A lot of people have played it. Some people, Jay always gives me crap for it. Hand of Fate. I absolutely love that game. Did you play the second one? Yes, I played the second oh, one as well. I like that game. That's the one where you like the the dealer like puts out cards and stuff, and then like you take yeah. control of a. Yeah, yeah, I like that game. Yeah, it's a deck building game with with uh, like a board game mechanic, and then on top of that, when you go into combat, it's actually kind of like a a budget Third Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just came up with an idea. Next time Matt can't do a series, I'll play Hand of Fate. I know I have it. Honestly, nice. Hand of Fate Two is way better game. <laughs> It is. Yeah, but I'm not, playing, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I'm not moving to the second one before I play the first. It'll just ruin the first one. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, let's see here. I mentioned it last I'm week. Gonna, just one more thing, not not related to this conversation, really. Uh, you two need to play World of Horror. Because it's literally like... So, when I say cards, you're it's not like a, it's like cards a de- in the it's, same... a, it's like a deck-building game without the deck. Yeah, it's it draws the cards for you and tells you the story from those elements that it draws. And... You get to choose, like, as you unlock packs, like, do I want to play with this pack also included in the deck? So you unlock shops that you can visit inside the town once you unlock certain packs. So, like, but you can only have two shops active. So, like, do you have the police station active and the shop that's run by the dog? Or do you have the shop that's run by the dog and a vending machine? Or do you have the vending machine that's with the occult shop? It's so fucking good. And then right. instead of having, like, Batman combat, which is arguably more exciting, to be fair, but uh, it goes into, like, a JRPG combat. But what it does is instead of instead of saying, like, oh, you can only attack, you can only do one action per turn, what it does is it gives you an amount of time. And every action takes time. And you basically fill up the bar and then just go do the actions I just told you to. Gotcha. So you can attack and defend if you have if you're fast enough. It, it increases the amount of actions you can do in a certain amount of time. Okay, interesting. Okay. It's I'm gonna say it now. It's gonna be one of my games of the year. I'll look into it. I'll definitely look into it. I know you've been. I only say that because you me. both like card games. Yeah, so, yeah I'm gonna look at. I'll look into it. Uh. Title I mentioned last week for a good amount of time, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. Uh, the Chant, I think everybody should at least play that game. I that saw is... that on clearance at Walmart, but because I don't have an Xbox Series X, I yeah. was like, well, yeah, damn. That's... Yeah, that's a series only. That's a next-gen only I might game. see if I can run it on PC. I, you sold me on it. I, I, I want to play it now because, I don't know, like looking at, the screens it gave me Alan Wake One vibes a bit. It's kind of kind of like that. Not um, like it's a horror vibe, but not like that scary. No, it's not. It's not particularly scary. They do some really cool stuff with like creepy vibes. Um, the game can it, it it can feel slightly frantic, like a la Resident Evil Four. Like it, it just That's like funny. oh oh crap, there's like three guys here, and I I'm not very well equipped for this, you know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the chant, I will champion that game for a very long time. I think it's a great game, uh, that a lot of people didn't play. Um, it is like the little, little engine that could, in my opinion. Um, By the way, uh, Urban Chaos working yeah. titles were Roll Call and Zero Tolerance. Thank you. I knew Zero Tolerance was in there somewhere. Uh, can I guess one that's on your list? Go for it. In Sound Mind. Holy shit, I've completely forgot about In Sound Mind. That's not on my list. I'll, spo- but, I'll spoil yeah. it for you, though. It does have good scores. It's 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 like one of the few that we've had so far that's a 75 in the green as a meta score and user score of 8.2. Yeah. In Sound Mind is great. That is, they do some really cool stuff there. It's a little bit... Mm, it, it's 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 budget. It's It's budget. I would say the chant is more polished than than in sound mind, but in sound mind does some really cool stuff. Like that. I was that hoping sh- oh, you reviewed this, didn't you? I did review this. Um, 
I'm surprised it didn't show up on Metacritic. It should show up on Metacritic. Wow, 9 out of 10. Yeah. And sound mine, like, I adored that game. I totally forgot about it. But, um, yeah, that's a really cool game. They do some really cool things. But it definitely is got that budget feel to it. But that hit all the right notes for me. Like that segment where you're in the, the, the abandoned shopping mall and you got like this crazy ghost lady who's the chasing after you. The with me already. I don't know if I can do the ghost lady. I have this on PC. It came with a bundle of games I bought. So, so it's the on old- the list. So you you don't you can't look at the ghost lady because it's almost like Medusa, so oh, okay. you, she will chase after you. So the way you fight her off, and you don't really fight her off, you just make her run away. Is that you have to show her your reflection, her her reflection. So you hold up a piece of a mirror. So it's first person. You hold up a piece of a mirror, and she you have to have your back turned to her when huh. she's chasing after you. And you hold up the mirror, and she sees her face in the mirror and runs away from you. There's there's small segments like that. It's just really cool. That sounds cool. I've seen this. Like I just looked it up on Steam. I've seen this um, cover art. This weird purple guy in the hat. Like I I didn't realize what this was. Huh. Yeah, he talks to you a lot. He shows up. I, I played the creepy. demo, and the demo creeped me out. <laughs> I'll that, be I mean, honest. That, in sound, mine is legit kind of creepy at times. The mannequins moving around and pointing in the direction and stuff. I was like, I don't. I don't like this. There's a moment where like one of them peeked around a corner and I was like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> no, that oh, game, that game yeah. will creep you out. Um, let's see here. There's I one got three. one that'll creep you out. Go for it. That's not a bad, that's a bad segue. Um, Wallace and Gromit in Project Zoo. What the fuck? <laughs> so Wallace and Gromit have a couple of games. One of them is the um, unavailable uh, Telltale series, which is just point and click. You know, it's a tell it's it's Telltale before they just became blank. will remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. Factory. Yeah. Um, there is a more actiony game based on uh, Curse of the Were Rabbit, and then there's Balls and Gromit and Project Zoo. I will not tell you this is a good game. But it does feel like if Wallace and Gromit had an action or a, a, a collectathon platformer, that this is the way they would do it. They get weird gadgets. You play as Gromit. Um, Wallace, you know, sort of, you can put him on switches and you have to get him in certain places. It's a mostly a puzzle platformer in a way. It's janky. It is, it is not put together all that great. But I like Wallace and Gromit. And I liked what they were doing in this game. Um, the meta score is 67. The user score is 2.3. Um, I don't think... I think I lean closer to the 67. Um, but I can't tell you to go out and get it. This is like a... If you see it for like $2, you know that you're going to have... You're going to have a unique $2 experience. Um if you have a played way to play this through a ISO, that's the way I would recommend it. Unless you're like a big Walls and Gromit fan like me, um, and I'm not even a big big one, but I, I like them enough to kind of take any media they do in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's a game that no one talks about, and the people that did are like, well, you know, it's fine. It's but it's broken in ways. It's it reminds me a lot 
of Spyro Enter the Dragonfly, but Spyro the Enter the Dragonfly had some some prestige to live up to. And so when it's a janky mess, there's a problem. But with Wallace and Gromit, it's like, this is the first game I played with Wallace and Gromit, and it's fine. The the gadgets, and of course, it's, you know, the bad guy is the, the penguin, Feathers McGraw. Like, you know, it's not doing anything new. It's not like a necessity, but it's fun. I, I, I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. Okay. But I mean, 2.3, good God. <laughs> yeah, man, that's jeez <laughs> kick their dog and fuck their mother is what th- th- that score says yeah that's, that's bad so the last three on my list are very old games and I say very okay well old, then but... I will stay in the ballpark and just okay. get my last one out of the way Go last for it. DS game I, a lot of portable stuff from me clearly I had my console of choice um so the sims 2 Sims 2 has a lot of different versions. Um, if you're playing console, it's like a modified version from my understanding of the PC game. Uh, I know 3 was a more of a step forward. Like, there was still some sort of, like, difference between the PS2 and But I never got into that. Um, but on mobile platforms, they were like, you only control one Sim. So, I'm kind of rounding out like with a bunch of stuff here, but uh, Herbs, don't play the console version of Herbs. Play the DS or Game Boy Advance version of Herbs um, because it is a isometric, like, you have to manage... It's almost like a survival game, but instead of having to scrounge for food, you just have to go and buy it, so you have to make enough money to buy food to feed your sim or whatever and pay for rent and if you want to change your clothes or whatever. And there's missions that you do, and they take you different places. That's what the Game Boy Advance stuff was. Um, and they, I think all of them were made by Grip Tonight, which are the people that did like the really good Spider-Man uh, DS games. Um but the one that stood out to me, and don't get me wrong, the PSP version also is a very similar experience, um, was the DS game. Where you become, you end up in a small, like, desert town. And when I say desert, I mean, like, Wild West tiny desert town. And uh, you're not sure how you got there. And you are now the new manager of the hotel. The only hotel in town. And you start off with, like, just one floor open because, like, the hotel is barely clinging to life. And as you as you make more money, and there's a bunch of different ways to do that, you have to do the standard sim stuff. I have to go use a toilet. I have to clean the room. I have to do all this stuff. You start being able to uh, add more rooms to the hotel. So, like, one is an art gallery. And when you go in the art gallery, you can use the stylus to paint on the canvases and then sell the paintings for money uh you can go to the weight room to work out uh oh uh this is the this is the dance hall and i can go up and dj my own music sort of and i get tips for djing and that's more money um and then eventually you're opening the rat cave which is definitely not the bat cave which is a secret layer that you have and then you can t- turn into Ratman and go and fight crime. Yes, I'm not kidding. This is a 3D game where you control a single sim and you have to run over and attack villains. 
you go out to the desert, you can get abducted by aliens. There's an arc- there's a bunch of arcade games that are like f- completely functional, and your character it doesn't like go into the game. It shows over the shoulder of your character in real time. You can move the camera around, and you play little arcade games. They're minor, but I mean, it is a running a game in a game on the DS. Um, man, there's so much. To, there's so much to do, and there's actually a plot, and it's so impressive that they squeeze it all in. Which is probably why the game you can break this game and lock your file badly. Um, if you do, there's a so eventually you can get a like a laboratory, a laboratory, and you can get um, you can go out into the desert with a metal uh, detector, which you have to buy, which means you have to work, which is again smart progression. Um, once you get it, you can go and find alien mummies in the desert. And you can play a game called Alien Autopsy. And if you play that game once, and you don't just sell the corpse outright, because you can make more money if you dissect it, uh, your save is now screwed. Starts off with weird things happening, like, hey, there's this pi- this like pirate cap or this captain character, and now he's there's two of them in this room, and they're talking to each other, <laughs> and slowly but surely, it just eventually you'll like try to leave the hotel, and you'll just totally freeze and they'll do that every single time it's really held together with duct tape the composer for this game would eventually go and make the game a scapegoat the composer went and just was like i'm gonna make my own game now ian stalker <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird uh tried uh tied uh, uh trajectory um but uh, yeah, it's it's actually a really, really well done uh, game. And the, the the official title of this is The what? Sims Two. Just that, the, that's just the, problem. the Sims Two period. Yeah, so it has a, a meta score of seventy, but I can't get a user score, and that's the problem with The Sims Two. The Sims Two on the Game Boy Advance, the PSP, and the DS all have different stories all taking a play, uh, in the same but they use the same characters and they use some of the same systems but like in the Sims 2 on the Game Boy Advance you're in town working for a movie produ- or a TV show producer and you're the only person that knows it's a reality TV show which then you like you do like an advertisement for like this this medicine or whatever and then it shrinks you and somebody else down and now you're fighting ants what the f- like the PSP version is you roll into a gas station, your car is broken down, and you go and like get, buy a house in this like little uh, n- neighborhood. It's weird. There are these, and they all were Sims too. And it's like no, they're not the same game at all. Gotcha. I I so aside from having to review the Sims Four, I think the console version of it. I also reviewed The Sims Medieval. I remember and I, know, I, I, I remember and a friend playing that. I know a lot of people who were big into The Sims hated Sims Medieval, but I actually really liked it. I, do I too. think I think around that time was the point where like EA was really starting to see how much they could press people for money. Probably. Um, because that's when I think they start stopped doing like expansions and just started doing stuff packs, 
yeah which end up costing people more for less um but i will say speaking of like spin-offs the my sim series was pretty decent too specifically the ds ones i can't speak for the uh wii games but like take animal crossing sort of okay but put a little bit more like gameplay agency into it and then make all the characters look like sort of like I don't want to say off me's, but like you can clearly see they were trying to make me equivalents in the My Sims universe because they all had like kind of blockheads and stuff. But like that's kind of how the furniture is built too. You don't just buy a bed; you sort of build a bed, and it's all like grid based. Huh. And then you can just put it around in the room and stuff. And I don't know, like the whole that whole series was interesting. But then they did like racers and um, pilots. And spies and kingdom, like they did a lot of neat stuff with my Sims. They really tried to push that, and uh, I think towards the end it was like they did a pretty good kart racer, and they did a pretty good like flight. Like I mean, it's you know arcade flight, but it's you know uh, dog fighting essentially. Hmm. But um, yeah, no, I I reviewed the Sims Medieval, and that was back when we were still getting discs. So they sent me a PC disc. Oh my god! And I think I still have it somewhere. If I didn't throw it away, is that useless now? Um. Or can I still no. install that game? You what you do is you install it, and then you just find like a, a either like a, a fan made patch or whatever to make it work. Because hmm. like technically the code should still work, but if it doesn't, you still have the legitimate disc. So just crack it. It's a little bit harder to say when you're taking the game that's brand new but it's not like they're selling it online actually they might be but i think they are you still have you still have you still have an official copy of it so like i don't think morally there's anything wrong with that yeah so the last three as i said um uh, are are older games definitely older games uh playstation one era games Perfect um, weapon, really, Drew? Yeah, really? Right. <laughs> that will never show up on, except for games to torture somebody with. You know, I wish I had a physical copy, so Not I could have easy. fucking thrown it away. <laughs> so you could break it. Uh, that or like sell it off. You know, like this might be the worst game I ever played. Ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and the, the sad part is like. That studio did that game twice. That game, that studio also made Bob, and I love Bob. That's a good game. Hurts. So sorry, PS One. Yeah. Uh, I think if I mention this, people will, will perk up and say, "Oh, I remember that game." Legend of Lagaya. I only know of it. I only know of it in like the most vaguest. Of vague terms. So, if you look up the the cover art, you will know exactly the game I'm talking about. Yep, I remember th- this. Yep, I liked this game. I did too. Um, so, Legend of the Gaia was kind of like a turn based RPG. Um, I don't know if Xeno Gears came out first, but it had the same kind of combat that Xeno Gears did, where it was like a combo based system. Where you could like choose to do like left punch, right punch, kick, you know, and 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 you let those play out, and depending on the combos, you may create a whole new move kind of thing, you know, 
Uh, some of them would use like uh, grappling moves, like wrestling moves and stuff like that. And uh, I remember that being actually really cool. They made a sequel too that I never actually played. I think it was on the PlayStation Two, if I'm not mistaken. You know it got a sequel. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. I think it was just called Lagaya Two. Lagaya Two Dual Dual Saga. There you go. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, PS2 in 2002. There you go. Um, I'm looking up. Xeno Gears came out first. Did it come out first? Okay. Yep. Um, 98 Lagaya 99. There you go. Well, technically Japan 98, but like it was J- J- February 11th for Xeno Gears in Japan. So yeah. yeah, that was back when we had to wait for a year for the Final Fantasies and all that stuff. It didn't come out the same day worldwide. We had to wait. What I'm impressed with is looking at the screenshots. When you equip stuff, it actually shows on the character. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That was one of the things that I liked about it, too. Because I remember, because in Final Fantasy VII, your weapons changed, but, like, your armor and stuff didn't. Yeah. That I remember was, accidentally that was... equipping Barrett with that fucking a cannonball arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean my range guy? I'm gonna give him something that's now a melee attack, and I'm fucked and stuck with it. Fuck! God damn it. Yeah, that oh, was a good so game, good. Drew. I forgot all about that game. Go ahead, sorry, man. I gotta play it. I, I'm sure it's on my PS3. Yep, Legend of the Gaia. Um, the other one. Uh, Threads of Fate, which was a Squaresoft game. I'm gonna see the cover and probably go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I was gonna say it. Watch, I'm gonna know this one. Mm-hmm. So Threads of Fate was kind of like a action RPG. Oh, yep. Um, yep. I would say kind of like it was a little Zelda-ish. Um, more. I like, just remember the stupid hat. Uh, more like Ease, the Ease series. Okay. Um, you had two different characters that you could play as. Um, yeah, a, kind of a cutesy RPG. Um, came out around the same time as Legend of the This had a different name. What, Threads Did of it? Fate? Hold on. No, okay. I'm oh, sorry. You know what? I, I was looking at a picture that... that that title is bad when it's small. It's hard to read on certain backgrounds. Like, oh, in Japan it was called Dew Prism. Okay. For some, I don't know, man. It just Threads of Fate work better than Dew Prism. I have no idea. Okay. Um, and it just—I re- I was just reminded of another game that I, I do want to mention. Which I think a lot of people remember and regard pretty highly. Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness is... That's the uh, Eric Chahi one? No, uh, it's the... Um... Yeah, it's Eric Chahi. The uh, Another World, right? Another yeah, another, World guy. Yeah, Another World game. Uh, we play as a kid. Um, he kills that kid violently. That kid dies in such violent ways. And it is creepy. Just want to bring that up, but uh, the game that that I still own. So there, there's only there's only one game that I still own from the Game Boy, 
And that is Fugue Power. Can save Tetris? No. Power Quest. Oh my god, I know this game. Power I've Quest. I've never played it. I om- I've almost bought it multiple times. I'm like, that's kind of cool looking. Power Quest like, nah, is really cool. So Power Quest is a RPG, but all the battles play like Street Fighter. Okay. And like the oh. characters, um, you can equip different uh, stat stat boosting stuff for your characters so they'll do different things they can earn new attacks stuff like that but all the battles take place in like a, a fighting game sense Power Quest has some of the best music from the Game Boy era I'm not kidding looking at who's published it I'm not surprised is that Sunsoft? Sunsoft yep. Sunsoft yeah I'm looking is, at it too the fucking, fucking kings. Yeah, I'm gonna the, see if I can find out who composed the music. Cause man, the 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 music in that game is so good. Um, but yeah, that that's like I, I still own that game. I, I, I guess I, Capcom published it uh, in Japan. I can see that because it, uh, it, developer was Japan Supply System. Oh my god, I thought I recognized that name. These are the people that made Chameleon Twist. This was made between Chameleon Twist and Chameleon Twist 2, which was their final game. Oh my god. I like their stuff. They don't exist anymore. No, it sucks. But yeah. Now I have to play it. It's really good. (laughs) It's actually really good. But uh, I don't know if any of you played a Chameleon Twist before. I have not. Oh, Terrence, please come through. I have not. I'm sorry. It sounds familiar. It's okay. So Chameleon Twist. Okay, so Chameleon Twist is there's there's like certain games in my head from the N64 era that I just go nobody owned that. It was always rented Uh, because like Snowboard Kids, for example. But I feel like people know Snowboard Kids. Uh, Yeah, right. We rented it from Blockbuster at sleepovers. Yep. Yeah, and, and 2 was even better. Chameleon Twist is one of those games. I've only ever seen the second one, like, from a rental place. Um, so, they are short games. They are not the best games, but they are unique games. If you liked Bomberman 60... Uh, not 64. Um, Bomberman Hero, which was not a great game by any means either... It's sort of like that. It's a 3D platformer. Um, you see it from the side, but kind of an angle. So, like, you know, it, it's sort of like a 2D side-scroller, but you can move kind of in and out of the background. And sometimes you, like, for for emphasis, you'll go down a long path, like, st- straight away from the camera and stuff like that. But the trick is that because you're a chameleon, they don't do anything with the color changing. Don't think about that part about chameleons. But because of the tongue, tongue is used for platforming so like you can put the tongue like underneath you to like fling yourself up you like uses as a spring um the tongue can also be used to grab enemies but you like when you're extending the tongue you actually have control over it so you can like line up enemies with the tongue you're like moving it around and then you swallow all those enemies at once and then you fire them out um it's also used to like grab like sticks and rotate around them like, it's a really well-done game. Oh, my God. Uh, and then the second game, 
second game in North America, they made them look more like chameleons. I, I don't know how about I feel about that, but um, it was also really good. It just again, both those games were really short, so it's and I think the second one's pretty expensive. The first one I found for like ten dollars for just the cartridge. I love those games enough to own them, but um, it by no means is it like worth spending a lot of money on uh, emulate them. That that company's gone, unfortunately. Uh, they've been gone for over 20 years, basically. So, um, yeah. I, I do love that game. And so it's funny that this is the same team that made it. Um, it looks like the... They, ju- they don't have music. They just have sound by Koichi Fujiwara. Um, who did sound on Chameleon Twist 2 as well. As well as sold out on the, uh, on the PlayStation. A game I've never heard of. Sold Out is a Japan-exclusive band simulation video game published by Shinko Music. Sure. <laughs> well, there you go. That's all I got. So There's there's always those things of, like, do I remember that game? And like I remember there was an RPG on the PlayStation 1 that I played where you play as, like, a knight, and he had, like, a little rabbit that followed him around. Hold on, hold on now. You all, do you remember when you were trying to find out D two? I do remember trying to find D two. Oh, I can't that, believe you found that still. That RPG with the guns. Guardians yeah. Crusade. Guardians Crusade. I remember playing that. Um. Yeah, I still well, have that. That is that is early three D. Yeah. Oh boy. I, uh, I I still have yet to find that freaking pirate game. Yeah, I can't help you with that. I've tried. We, I, I've, I've scoured the internet for it. And for the life of me, I can never find that game. So, it is what it is. But we do have an email, actually, uh, talking about this. Comes in from Jason. And it says, uh, Hi Drew, you were talking about uh, the games that are good but not perfect, independent games. I'll put in another plug for The First Tree as one of those. Uh, the controls are kind of janky at times, but the story and feelings have stuck with me years after playing this short game more than uh, many AAA games. Good luck with your Nightmare Before Christmas game. I'll leave that to you, Jason. Uh, the First Tree. Anybody yeah. heard of it? Um, I just looked it up. I've confused this game with Shelter. Really? I've played Shelter. Not Sheltered, Shelter. Oh, okay. Shelter is a game where you play as a fox, I think? You play as an animal. Um, Sorry, the first game, you're you're a badger. You're a mother badger. Um... I don't remember what the other games are. Wow, there's a lot of them now. Um, oh my god, okay, sorry. Just I was not expecting this many games in the series. Um, oh, in the second game, you're a Lynx, so maybe that's what I was confusing it with. They're very different looking games, but for some reason, in my head, artistic game with animal in it all just blended together. Gotcha. I have not heard of this game. 
the visuals remind me um do you remember the game rhyme rhyme it was like a puzzle game that was made by um it's one of those devs i like but i always forget the name of um give me a second it was by uh tequila works it had like ico vibes but it was kind of like cell shaded okay yeah yeah um, this reminds me sort of of that with a little bit more, uh, a little less polygons, but like it's, it's got that same sort of like color to the world. There's like this, I'll just show you this one frame that I'm looking at. I'm just looking at the, uh, steam page, but, um, I don't know. There's something about that that makes me want to play this game. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of like I've heard of this, but I, I didn't know. I I legitimately thought this was part of another series, and that series just never interested me. Hmm. So this is on the list immediately. Okay. The first tree. We'll have to check it out. Thank you. But I think we've exhausted enough of your time. We're two hours in. Yeah. It's a hell of a podcast. Fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. It's fun to reminisce about these games. It's, uh, games that don't come up in conversation all that much, even as much as I try to force them. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, and y'all gave me some stuff to try. Like, I'm gonna, I just installed DMC while we Dude, were on here, so I'm gonna go and check that out. Of all like, the games that you, you, I think you're going to really like, fucking DMC is so god that. Oh. So good. It's so good. The so, latter half of that game gets so much better than the first. The the, the weapon switching and everything feels mm-hmm. way better. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, the the one thing I will mention that I'm surprised was not on your list, Anthony, and it may be because it, I don't know. I think it reviewed pretty well. <coughs> Excuse me. Was uh, the Eternal Cylinder? It's because it reviewed pretty well. Okay. I think I think with the Eternal Cylinder also, you know. That game fascinates me. From whenever you when it, when when you were talking about it and, yeah, and, that, and raving so about here's, here's, it, I've always wanted to try it, but I have my reservations about here's it. Here's the issue with all of Ace Team. Ace Team is one of the most creative studios on the face of the earth. I have never seen somebody be so uncompromising with with what they want to do. All their games are fucking ugly. Not a single one of them is nice looking. Uh, And their most normal looking game, which is um, Rock of Ages, is still weird. Sure. It's still a weird looking game. And so, you know, Xenoclash, Xenoclash is just nightmare fuel. Um, I I don't like those games. (laughs) I like the concept of them. I like the world of them. But it's it's a Swerfs game. And outside of Half-Life 2, I don't think Source games held up very well. Yeah, I don't think they played very well. Um, They tried to mimic uh, the Xbox game Breakdown, and I didn't like Breakdown either. Yeah, I mean, Mirror's Edge kind of did all that stuff better. Breakdown? Yeah, Mirror's Edge Uh, did do all that better, but I liked Breakdown. I couldn't stand Breakdown. It was different. It was weird. (laughs) All these games are weird. That's true. So, Ace Team, let me just quickly go through... Um, Xeno Clash, Rock of Ages, Xeno Clash 2, Abyss Odyssey, which is fairly normal-ish, uh, Deadly Tower of Monsters, which, boy, like, Drew, you like 
um uh gunslinger like this is sort of that but it's like an old science fiction director talking about how his movie was but it keeps like re-changing parts and all the monsters move like they're stop animation it's a top-down shooter Sounds cool. It, dude, it 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 works really well. It shows you how, like, it because it's over, like, done though, so it really looks like stop animation. Like some of the monsters just look so wrong moving. Like you're just like, oh god, like the frame rate on that is so bad. But the rest of the game's moving at normal speed. It's so well done. It has a ton of character, but it's fucking weird. Rock of Ages two, uh, Soul Seraph. People didn't like that because it was. Um, Sort of an attempt to redo Act Razor, but without the, the license. Um, Rock of Ages three. Then they do Eternal Cylinder, uh, Return to Xenoclash with Clash Artifacts of Chaos. The Eternal Cylinder, though. The Eternal Cylinder is a survival game that has platforming elements in it, for, and you outrun a giant goddamn cylinder it's so fucking weird i don't like survival games for the most part but because it constantly is trying to push you forward and therefore move the plot forward too it's fascinating and it's set up like it's almost like a uh, wildlife documentary you're part of the treblums and it's got this british man that's talking about all the stuff that's happening um, and when you fight the, the monsters in this game are so fucked up the the servants of the cylinder ah uh, man it, like but but it's such a this is the type of shit that I'm like yeah do some weird science fiction shit there's a cylinder that encompasses all that you can see and it is built to destroy and in its path new things grow but all it does is destroy that's all this cylinder does and the cylinder is sentient sort of and somebody left ruins that helped stop the cylinder temporarily and sometimes you'll be like able to just kind of explore and as soon as you walk out of an area that that pillar pillar is now weakened and the, the cylinder starts to roll it tells you where it ends and then sometimes it'll just break and you have to stop what you're doing and move your team to the next stop location that you have to activate so if you miss it you could be rolling even further and you will run out of energy. And you have to, like, upgrade your treblums. So, like, oh, you're in cold climate? They have to eat something that gives them hair because they change form based on what they eat. I love that game. But it is well known. It's just, like everything else this company does, it's so unsellable. <laughs> How do you sell this concept to somebody? And I don't know. I don't know. But I... I love that they are uniquely them. I would hate to see anyone try to do what they do because I just don't think it'll have the same charm. Because there's the Treblums are not cute in a conventional way. They're kind of ugly, as is the rest of the world. But they're just kind of cute by the fact that the rest of the world is even worse, <laughs> I guess. And that you play as them, so you have some emotion, and they actually sleep in houses and have some sort of like care for each other. But like, it's the the whole world is just out for one another. Ah, oh, man i I could watch a fake documentary about the things on that planet. 
I, I want to try it. I'm so. telling you right now, it is not. It is not when I say survival game. It's because they do need to drink water and eat food, but it is it is not like a. Also, you now have to figure out how to do math because you have to automate these entire systems to make it so you can explore more. It's not like that at all because the idea is that you are trying to stop the cylinder once and for all, but you watch this cylinder roll over areas that you know, like the old treblums that talk to you, aren't. they're like, I can't go on anymore. I'm too old. So take my knowledge with you and pass it on to the other treblums because... I'm going to die. And you watch these cylinders crush the landscape behind you. And at one point you go behind the cylinder and it's like, it's fucked up. It's a really dark, weird game. I love that fucking thing. I'll have to try it one day. Speaking of which, I just, I, so I have been browsing a little bit. Of course. And, uh, Terrence will, will, uh, perk up here. They're making Dave the Diver cross Dredge. Oh. And oh, I kinda, wow. I kind of want to play this. <laughs> that could be cool. What is he, he going to do? Go and kill, like, eldritch monsters and then serve him up as sushi? I guess there's more I mean, yeah, tentacles. probably. <laughs> Looking for some creepy stuff, I guess. Anyway. What a weird crossover. Okay. All right. That is weird, but that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so... Um, if you would like to send an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Your, uh, your emails of games that you think fit this sort of criteria are still welcome. I still am always looking for weird shit. Yes, absolutely. So if you have any more of those hidden gems, 6 out of 10 games that you, nobody's played except for you, let me know. Uh, you can also tweet to uh, me and Terrence. I am at DML Fury, and Terrence, you are at Lord Magnus? Lord Lord Magnus, yep. Just uh, the okay. O is a zero. Yep, that's it. Gotcha. And uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, that's going to be it for us. Thank you so much for listening, and if you do have those suggestions, please send them our way. But until next time, I'm going to let Anthony go first. Until next time, I am Drew. I'm I'm Anthony. What what I thought you were, you were saying go first first. And I was like okay. No no, because Terrence don't know how to do this. Right. I was going to be like, and I'm Liesel. Like I don't know what. <laughs> I usually I usually do I usually do one stupid like that. <laughs> if I can relate it back to the games, but usually it's like a single game I can relate it back to. <laughs> it's a little right. harder today. But yeah, that's it. Um gonna be coming back with uh with dead space so keep an eye out for that uh next week but uh, that's uh that's it for us hope you guys have a great one
in the captain's log And he's evil ways That is a man who don't tell I see no way out of hell Light years away from home Just my demons and I alone This hammer my key This my my wishing way Gotta find my way out of hell Find my way 